<laughs> Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, and my co-host today for the 40k show is Mr. Tom, WTC expert, Layton. Hey, Tom. That's true. Hey, um, I'm, I'm retiring in uh, just over a month. <laughs> More on that in a moment. Uh, I'm going to ask you how you are. Big shout out to everyone who joined us live, like Full Greamer, who's just resubscribed for 38 months. Thank you, Full Greamer. Big shout out to all of the podcast bros and broettes. That's right. I know there's a couple of broettes. 0.01% of you are a lady. And I want to thank you from the bottom of our heart. Uh, based on our download numbers, that means we have two women who listen. And we love you. So thanks for we doing do. so. We do. I can confirm. I uh, can confirm. Yeah. Thanks fan. to everyone on Patreon. And uh, of course, of course, thank you to everyone on YouTube. Twitch chat, though. I'm here for you. Dajin, Colonel Cabbage, Militant, Snowflake, Gitly. What is happening? Now, you will notice that we're missing our co-host, Nick. Uh, Tom, do you know where Nick is? Yeah, he, play, he, uh, he doesn't play Crusade. Uh, and he's moving into a new house. And therefore, he is busy. Yeah, he actually yes. rang me uh, a couple of days ago. He was so livid that they finally did release the campaign book. Livid. Uh, that uh, He said he might quit forever and ever. And did like, it come with a free piece of terrain when they, uh, when they released it? No. Like you buy, you know, like you get a magazine, you get like a free toy. In the no. bottom of that, it's just like a feculent armor. Yeah. And that's why he was upset. <laughs> he, he'd have lost his whole shit if they'd have put free terrain in as well. <laughs> it's true. It's double, double dipping on upsetting Nicholas. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I imagine that's why no ladies are watching today because Fit Nick isn't here. It's true. However, I did try and grow a beard for him, but it's not—it's not quite worked. Uh, I don't have the salt and pepper going on, which means I'm not quite as quite as attractive as he is. But I'll, I'll do gorgeous. my best. Don't you? I, I do, you... but that's not the same thing. Like Nikos is beyond gorgeous. It's true. It's true. Fit yeah. Nick is a whole emote. Uh, so big up Twitch chat. Hope you're all well today. Me and Tom are going to talk about the news, and then we are going to go and look at our first look through the Book of Rust. Yes, we know. Loads of people have already reviewed it out in the world. Yes, we know we don't get free copies of stuff, so we just have to review it in our own way. But we don't care. In, We're in looking fact, Rob, forward to it. No yeah. one gets any copies because they gave them all to influencers, much like Fire Festival. So, <laughs> so you know, might bring I mean, us into the news kind of section. Tricky. It was a great segue, but I'm not letting you go. I need ah. to know how you are. How you been? What's been going on? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, I had a, I just had two fights on the road because people are awful. Uh, but apart from that, I uh, finished work for Easter today. So I'm off for three weeks, which is going to be good. I'm hoping to get my guard done, my knights done, and my grey knights done, and my custodes done over the holidays. Uh, so hopefully I can get it done. Hold me accountable, guys, because otherwise I won't do it. Well, that's very, very exciting. I, as I was telling you off air, um, uh, I'm going to ask you about some hobby you may have done. I'm happy you finished uh, school. <laughs> Uh, for for a few weeks, I um, have just printed out the first three story WTC compliant Ooh, piece of Tyranid terrain. Three story uh, <laughs> piece of Tyranid terrain. So very happy about that. It looks yeah, much just lovely. Um, mm -hmm. And so uh, if you guys keep in track, I think it's going to take me about another week to finish off a board of Tyranid terrain, and then I'm going to be moving on to uh, Tom. You get to choose. Shall I do the craft world or the Jukari terrain next? Do the craft world terrain, please. Thank you. Okay, it is L-shaped. It is L-shaped. Um, uh, uh, Nilka, uh, I'll send put some pictures up at some point. Uh, I'll send you some pictures and I'll put some up on in our Discord. That's where I'll put them. Um, so it look, it's super fun. Um, so yeah, like it's going to look quite nice. Uh, I'm looking forward to it because it's a three-story one and there's also some two-story ones. But once you've done the first one, it's super boring because you're like, oh, that looks amazing. And then you're like, 
okay, I'll let the printers go for like the next five days doing the other three or whatever the fuck they've got to do. Uh, but really excited about that. Necron board printed and done, ready to be painted, mm-hmm. uh, yep. and then Craft World. So before I get to Imperium, I should have uh, Necron, Tyranid, uh, Craft World, Drukhari, uh, and then uh, so they're all they're, they're all going to be done before I have to get to an Imperium board, which I'm quite excited about. There's also a Tau board as well. Not 100% certain how I feel about the actual sculpts. But the actual designs, they're from... Uh, I don't know if Hawkeye's in the chat. They're from um, oh, Sacra's Munda uh, on my mini factory. Uh, I'll try and find the link for you later. Um, <laughs> but uh, amazing. The designs are just 11 out of 10. So really happy about that. Um, uh, uh, I'll happily receive unsolicited terrain picks. But Does that make it a solicited well. terrain pick, then? If you've asked for the unsolicited ones. Yeah, <laughs> I feel uh, board, like there's a problem here. Yeah, the board tour stream is going to happen when they're all painted. I'm going to make a series of videos of each of the boards when they're painted up. I know that sounds super lame, but I'm really excited about it, to be honest. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then my other bit of hobby news, Nick, is uh, sorry, Tom, uh, is I've uh, <laughs> I painted up. I've uh, it's like my nan, she always got used to my name wrong. You painted up your nan. No, no. I cleaned out an airbrush yesterday for the first you time. Did. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw and, the results. It was looking pretty good. So looking forward to do some airbrushing on some terrain and trying to make some sweet-ass terrain. Mm. So that's yeah. my hobby. Have you got any hobby done this week? Or you play any uh, games? I painted some more of my Sentinels. They're almost done. I just need to do the plasma cannons. But I always get kind of... Um, I don't know about you guys, but I always kind of get a little bit... Not nervous, but apprehensive about painting weapons, right? Because it feels like there's not really a color scheme for them. So I'm just kind of like, well, well maybe I'll do this bit brass. And it, it feels like you're mixing and matching a bit. Mm. Especially on like a unit where you've only got like two of them. And so you just kind of experiment with both and it's then you don't have to do them uniform across the board you know what i mean yeah. uh, apart from that we started our scrums with scotland uh i'm not gonna talk about any re- uh well i'll talk about one result because we only had one come in um we had uh, our great nights play against uh innis's tyranids and he underestimated the power of the macarons and they're all his characters and uh that started badly but it was so a great learning experience was your so, great night player uh, your first yes. defender no, 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 no. It was later on in the pairings. Um, I can't remember exactly where it was because the pairings happened over a week ago now. But it was the purpose of these is obviously to practice. And as no one really plays Tyranids in our team, it was really, really useful for them to get that experience. And me telling you they move 54 inches and Edamacaron jumping across the board and eating all of your characters is a different learning experience altogether. You'll definitely remember that now. So it was, <laughs> you it was definitely perfect. will remember that. Yeah. As far as I was concerned, perfect game because you've remembered something you've learned something and you're going to take that away with you um so yeah uh, that's going really really well uh, i played a game in the scottish league as well i played a knights in retrieval mission i can't push on you great so it just comes back to secondaries which was it was whatever but it was fun so yeah i've, uh, I've had a decent weekend hobby uh just that's not got good. too much painted so well can we talk about the big noise now the big news now uh because this is this is tom this is all you what's your big news really Come on. You've, so you oh, played yeah. a lot I'm, of 40k so, on TTS, but... So I've played... Let me just get my Steam library up so I can tell you exactly what I've done. So I have played over the last year since lockdown started to... We can measure this in a year. I've played 168 hours, point two, of Tabletop Simulator. And that's yeah. the only way I can play 40k. Over the same period of time, I've played 206 hours, <laughs> point one of the original 2004 Rome Total War. Uh, if you've been following my Twitter feed, you will have seen the uh, the expedition of my faction leader, Parthia, who was spawned with the name Arses. 
Um, he has been rampaging through Scythia and, uh, and, and Turkey. And uh, after he died, uh, I tried to siege Pergamon, which had been taken by the lesbian rebels. Um, wow. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's very interesting going on uh, in my... Uh, in my total war that was a, that was a hard one to crack to be honest uh but yeah today they announced rome total war remastered and right after i finished playing command and conquer red alert remastered and uh nikos finished playing world warcraft reforged and hated it <laughs> by the original he again he did so i am proper on the hype train 29th of april i will be retiring from tabletop wargaming <laughs> to pursue a career in uh, esports competitive Rome Total War remastered. Oh, it'll never catch on. It'll never catch on. That's what I think. <laughs> Thanks, Gebs, for resubscribing. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, I'm not going to relaunch Time Commanders, although I loved that show. That was a great show. I still show. go back and watch it. Like I was, I was watching a video the other day about Belisarius, a Byzantine general, and I was like, wait a minute, didn't we do a Time Commanders on this? And they did, and it was a Battle of Dara 530. I, I, but, I'm yeah. big into. Uh, do you watch Historia Civilis? Um, it's got I, some... I watch it occasionally, but it's not one of those channels where I watch everything they upload. You know, I, what mean, I mean, I don't watch everything Top. they upload, but yeah, I think some great, uh, like uh, yeah. Anyway, really, really good stuff. Uh, can you airbrush known oil paint in the drop pods getting right on my tits? Yeah, you I'm sure you can. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But we don't do that here anymore, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys <laughs> and girls. I, by the way, before we get to that. Yeah. Very quickly, I only just discovered, you know that metal paint I've been using for the last yeah. year? I didn't realise it was an airbrush paint. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got all these grey knights that need manually painting with this airbrush paint on their bases that I've pre-painted and I was like, oh, fuck, whatever. Okay, sorry, Rob. I was completely... Nothing. I'm just saying we don't use washes anymore. We only use streaking grime. That's all we do. We grime. I use don't washes. do anything else ever, ever. That's um, why I'm very slow to paint my armies, because I don't use streaking ground. Yeah. If you want to be quick at painting your armies and effective at painting your armies, use streaking ground. Yeah. Which is why That's I, we I use. don't use We don't use washes. Yeah. Uh, we do use washes in Ziploc bags. Yes, people. No, we don't. Oh, we also we also did one more bit of hobby, didn't we? What did now, we it's not that? 40k related. It's not 40k related. You're right. But we did have uh, Dan, Dan mm. Unsupervised, mm. bobbing for cartons filled with labels well let's not let's not it's not 40k related but uh 12 of the yeah. honest wargamer show hosts including mr tom layton uh, uh nick and me and a bunch of the other guys have uh, have settled into a uh doubles or a two a two teams of two i don't know which one it is yet um match up uh, some age of sigma inter host tournament it's very exciting uh, uh dan has put the video out on twitter i think maybe tom has a link to it or something like that uh, that you guys can yeah, okay. put in. So yeah, teams of two. Tom, we're not paired into the same team. Uh, we're not. We're, no. Uh, my uh, Nick is actually my uh, my partner in crime. Uh, so mm. I'm feeling pretty good. Who are you paired up with? Dayton. Uh, it's Leighton and Dayton. Um, that Dayton. is going to be uh, mental because firstly we're on different time zones, but I might as well be on the same time zone because of the time I go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, the amount of energy that's just going to be coming out of that, where we just mercilessly bully our opponents into submission, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be really. We're good. going to be think, so toxic. I, I think. I think we should do the the Age Sigma one, then flip it in a couple of uh, in a month or so, and then do a forty k version. <laughs> make make Nathan play. Forty uh, k. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is oh, Owen? Who is Owen's partner? Do you remember? It was. I, um... I literally watched my name come out the hat, and then I was like, right, pause because I need to stream. <laughs> so I haven't seen the rest of it. 
I can't remember whose partner uh, Owens, but it's someone. They're all good anyway. Uh, so yeah. more on that. I'm doing a proper show. Everyone's going to choose a list. That's not 40k related. Okay, on to 40k news. Twitch chat. Has anyone got any 40k news? Uh, Tom, we do have some. Um, I guess yeah. the first unfortunate bit of news we have to bring up at, via the weekend is piety and pain. Oh, we did. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for those of you who didn't uh, didn't re- uh, notice, uh, I saw a post come out from Element Games, and that's when the alarm bells first started ringing, saying that this is so. I believe Element Games is the biggest independent stockist in the country, but I could be wrong. I think it is. It I, is. I think it is. They got twenty copies of Piety and Pain to the point where they're not selling it online; they're only selling it in the store. So, if anyone wants a hiked up price Piety and Pain as I drive to their store. Which is only an hour away from me. You know. <laughs> I mean, bribes are available at uh, Sasnag on Twitter. Just at me, and I'll uh, I'll I'll consider all bribes. How uh, early? Because because knowing a lot of people are going to get there early, right? Mm. And I imagine it's one per person. Are you tempted to get there the night before and camp with a bunch of lads? <laughs> no, because I will be stabbed. Uh, Element Games is based in Stockport, and I don't rate my chances. No. No, I'm not getting stabbed. You can outfox the lads in Stockport. It's really easy. Just yeah. rattle some, rattle some keys, and they'll think change has fallen down or something. <laughs> it won't be too hard. I promise I you. Feel like, I feel like also uh, they'll probably be selling it. They're selling it to their own customers. So what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to come in, and I'll probably buy one. Say, can I have kind of a piety and pain, please? And I walk out, put it in the car, and I come in wearing a disguise. Dude, there's gonna be a queue. Kind of pain, please. Dude, dude, there's gonna be a queue. Like, you missed, honestly, you missed the four lions gag, but that's okay. I'm very disappointed. You know? <laughs> no, no, I got it. Rubbing your rapids, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I just think I think it's more serious about how much like people are gonna like want it that there will be a big queue. Um, yeah. uh, even the even the combat patrol is sold out. I can't believe that as well, mate. That's that's so mental. That is. They need to make their own like Warhammer Village, just made of fact. They need to form a ghetto just to produce all these, all these boxes. Well, the, the, the hot so news, fun. the hot news coming from Nottingham. If I can be uh, everyone around the world on um, Rob Symes, man on the scene. <laughs> like that's that <laughs> just live in Warhammer basement. Remember, live in so. Nottingham. Exactly. Uh, is that um, apparently uh, as of oh, this week they've moved all of their production over to a brand new building. Uh, if you guys don't quite know, the production for Games Workshop exists on the second, no, sorry, on the bottom floor of that main building that you, if you ever go to Warhammer World. So the top part, if you got the stairs, everything on top, underneath it is all factory. So now all of the factory has moved to an entire building of its own. Huge room. What are you going to do expansion. with the bottom bit? Um, I don't know. Like they're probably just more turning factory. it into like more factory. <laughs> they could turn it into more gaming space as well. Um, or big tournaments. Bigger tournaments, that would be a, like an interesting thing for them to do. Uh, but ultimately, like maybe just more office space, you know, yeah. who knows. But like they, they're going to up their production at some point, whether or not that that will pause production. I, I know a lot of people in the chat thinking that they're affecting, uh, that they, they seem to be intentionally targeting uh, FLGs, but I think that they just can't cope. Producer. Yeah. Simply put, that's, that's how I feel. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I was going to say now. I had something really good. Oh, so when I lived in Oxford, there was a, there was a town that was like half an hour drive from me uh, on the M4 called Newbury, right? And it was it was basically 
so many people there would just work at Vodafone. There's like one big Vodafone place and loads of the population of Newbury just worked at Vodafone. I feel like Games Workshop should not stop until they hire the entire population of Nottingham at this point. Because the amount of stuff they're selling out, if they're even selling out Combat Patrol, that is insane to me. Because that, though, was that the box of the Necrons and the um, uh, Space Marines with the shitty terrain that cost way too much? Oh, the, um, oh God, what was that called? Who cares? That thing. Yeah. But if you're selling that out, mate, holy shit, dude. You need to expand hard. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a market for this. Winner stays on oh, in the okay. chat. He knows. He's a hype yeah. beast. He knows where we're at. He is a hype yeah? beast, and he knows exactly I'm, I all the see, products that he can purchase. I want to see some Supreme slash Space Marine crossover limited edition box sets. Imagine right. the money. When it stays on, you're going to make a Blood Angels army, and it's going to have the Supreme logo across the front of it. I mean... <laughs> I know you're into Blood Angels, mate. You can't you can't have me on this one. I know you're into it. I know you like them. You're going to do it, okay? I know you do, and you're going to make an army to match. So you're going to have 25 Supreme Aluminium dice to go with your Supreme Army, and I'm going to play you with my 20 Idenf Deepkin dice that you can't read with my Idenf Deepkin okay? And that's how it's going to work. It doesn't matter it's cross-system, it'll look well cool. Uh, Leadfoot, thank you for subscribing. Oh, thank you for donating oh, two gift subscriptions. Thank you there so you much, Leadfoot. Big love. Big love. All right, okay, so let me read some of the things in the chat here. Sergeant Roll says, uh, no, wait, uh, Full Gamer says, the problem isn't these boxes selling out, um, but them locking new items into the boxes that they don't have enough circulation. Yes. Now, that isn't really a problem at the minute. I like Leadfoot, Leadfoot's like, I There's no one plays Chaos Space Marines. So he can get on the... <laughs> So I could get on the leaderboard. Big love, Leadfoot. Uh, right <laughs> at the top there, top donator. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, you've rolled Scrivo out. Uh, <laughs> the, um, I guess the big, the big kind of conversation is at the moment it doesn't really matter because tournaments aren't really happening. Australia, I recognise that you are having events in New Zealand and it's safe and it's okay. America, I'm not talking about you because obviously you're mental. Um, well, also like, your event, your event terrain looks weird and the winning list was illegal. Are we ever, ever, ever not stopping talking about the fucking logo circles? I'm never stopping talking about it. Every time you mention America, I will come back to... Every time I look at an American tournament, I'm like, that looks fucking dumb. Every time. It doesn't oh, look like 40k. It looks like logo well, bollocks. Can we bring up a picture that I sent you of that stream? Can we not Can we not just <laughs> not paint our fucking minis? What's the point? Like, playing right. on a logo board. Like, why am I here? What That's a still ridiculous... the worst part. So what I'm alluding to here, chat, is there was one of the streams that was doing the, the event, and they're meant to be like, you know, they, they, they hype themselves up, even though they're, they're scammers and dog shit, and the person who runs it's awful. But they had a stream set up, right? So you know how we come? We come the night before, we properly set up the stream, we have the overhead cameras, the side cameras, the swirly bits. We have a table boss sorted. This was literally, they had... Three of these webcams that I'm using right now, and they had them on fucking like gorilla pods that were clamped to the table. Now, the moment that like 400 pound Jerry leans over the top of that table and touches it, what happens to all the cameras? I can't, I can't, I can't even <laughs> shake my even camera because like, it's like fucking fish has built it into like a. Anyway, it's just fucking horrible. And then that, I'm not going to name a chain because I dealt worth the fucking publicity. But then there was a second Twitch <laughs> stream that was slightly better where the audio was just echoey as fuck and the camera was set up to a point where it looked like the fucking table was turv like curving with the curvature of the earth. Yeah. yeah this is why we're the best. 
medium to good is where we're at. Uh, but we can be better every time. And that's what we're we about, baby. Yeah. Uh, Rather than we... just saying, oh, we're going to do a professional broadcast. Here's a webcam clamped to a desk. Hey, that's how we all started out, right? We go properly. That's how we no, started we didn't. Out. We never did that. We never clamped a no, webcam. No, we never did that. We're not, we're not children. Uh, I would quite like to see body cams. What are we saying about body cams? Body yeah, cam cut to body cam. <laughs> so you can see him hiding back six in my ruin. Uh, 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 so when stays on asks about the fun that we've got on unfortunately no we're not shooting a film that's actually only two cameras shooting a porn um, yeah yeah that's two cameras but uh uh yeah that's that's what that's what the the camera fund is for uh sadly um are these wama tv equipment prices no that's two cameras they're called ptz cameras is what they are uh, we already have two uh we're going to raise two more um yep. we need we need four for the wtc anyway um, uh, so that's the eventual goal. The actual eventual goal is to have yeah. eight, but don't, let's not talk about that. If anyone wants to throw ten quid yeah. in the pot, appreciate yeah. it. If you, if you want to put unpaid up to seven points, okay? I mean, you know, we can always go for <laughs> yeah. that. But... Yeah. If anyone wants to just call me and say, "Hey, Rob, love your content. Here's, would here's love to buy grand. you. Would love to buy you four cameras so you can make great quality content." I'm available at the drop of a fucking hat. Right, okay. Uh, can you not breed the two you have I mean, <laughs> that you have already? No. Herminista saying, I'm not sure about the body cams uh, on the war games is a good idea. Yeah, but think about all the drama you get from tournaments. And if you have a camera on each of the players, think of how much more spicy drama and how much more many more perspectives you're going to get. Ooh, spicy or, drama. That's beautiful. how we should we should do a GoFundMe yeah. and be like... We're literally just going to make a soap out of 40 <laughs> And by a soap, I mean like EastEnders and Coronation Street, not a 40k like scented bath oils or whatever, because that would be incredibly ironic. If anyone wants to, again, buy us like four cameras, no one will name them after you. And also we promise you to bring you as many butt crack shots as possible at a tournament. A 40k tournament, I think we could get probably up to 100% butt crackage. Uh, I don't think we could get 100%. We're not Magic the Gathering, but we can probably get up to about 80%. Yeah, we could do really well. Um, uh, <laughs> right, uh, no one needs that footage. It's too redacted. <laughs> right, okay. Bold to talk after what happened at Southport. Yes, I know. Don't forget, Tom. Last time we did some, or well, not last time, but one of the times we did forty k coverage, we broke up a marriage. So, no, I've, I've, I mean, my shirt still has Homewrecker on the back of it, and I think the marriage <laughs> is still going. But it was rocky. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Um, so on. So the party and pain thing is where we I think we started this conversation. There's not enough of them. They sold out. Uh, they're limited stuff. Like, do you feel that this is going to be over the past year? Sorry, this is kind of a question to you in the Twitch chat. Over the past year, it hasn't really been very relevant. How do you yeah. feel now? The relevance of powerful gaming units being locked into special boxes where we might not see. Um... Let's see. Like, you know what the question is. I, I, I don't... Which uh, units are locked in a uh, party in pain that we uh, that we didn't already have access to? Because you I was have to think about it for a box. moment. You have to no, think about fine. it for a moment. Because um, I answer a question in the chat. Someone asked what happens in Southport. Uh, basically, in Southport, while we were doing live coverage, we always do our infield reporter. Tom was infield reporter at the time. Unfortunately, one of the players at the Southport event was having an affair with a lady, and they yeah. were caught in the background footage because the so, that man's wife was watching live it was very funny it was very very funny um so imagine imagine having an affair and then being like hey mistress do you want to come Start to a 40... camera shot please do you want to come to a 40k event with me like this guy must Thanks. be so fucking sexy how is he 
like that good. Uh, you can't even get your wife to go, let alone your mistress. God, that's a little bit fucked. I was going to make a joke, but I don't think I can say it on air because we're partners now, and therefore we're shells. So no. we we can't we can't say anything about certain garden creatures. Um, so I'm looking at uh, the pain box now. Uh, in it, looks like you get an immolator, you get a special sisters character, you get a squad of retributors. Uh, and then for Dracari, you get Lelith Hesperax, you get some Scourges, some Witches, and a Venom. So the Witches, the Venom, uh, and the Scourges you can get independently. The Immolator, I think you can get independently. The Retributors, you definitely can, because I've, I've tried to buy them. And the character, I think, is brand new. So what you're getting new is the two characters, effectively, right? Um, you're already seeing a couple of people... Um, I've seen a couple of people just sell the rest of the box parts online and say, I only wanted the characters. Um, which I think is, I don't know, man. Like, I was looking at buying this, and then I just decided, I'm probably not going to use Lelith. I've got enough characters to paint. I don't know anything about the sisters' characters, so I'm going to hold off. And with sisters, you can probably convert quite nicely anyway, uh, because there's a lot of stuff you can do. Obviously, the Imperium range is very, very large. So I don't think we're locking anything specifically into here, uh, although we have set that precedent with Obliterators and Venom Crawlers in the past, right? So... I think this is more just a an interest in, in, in the kind of box thing. I don't know if it's I'm buying this because I want these specific units, although there is always a case of that with the characters. Look, here's a good example. One second. Oh, here we go. This bad boy. Gaskell. Yep. Gaskell. Remember when I was trying to get my hands on him, but I didn't want to buy the whole box because I've got 40 fucking knobs back there and I don't want to buy any more. Same. Well, this took about a year to come out, right? Um, I don't know how good Lelith is going to be. I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't had a proper look at the Drakari book yet. So I can't really comment on that, and I don't know what the sister's character does. So whether or not it's a case of locking powerful units behind the paywall, of you've got to get all this stuff as well, uh, I don't quite know. Uh, I'm also not a massive fan of a Lelith model anyway. So it's one of those where I don't think it's that important. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, like... I don't think it's that important until it be. I, I think the conversation isn't important this time, but I think the system is important because you end up at some 40k event and a new model comes out, let's say, or a character that's particularly integral to a very strong 40k build. Not that I think you can really be, uh, build indestructible 40k armies like the one character maybe would shift uh, the, the meta so much that it redefines it, but maybe... But I don't think that's actually the case. So I think that's fairly safe. But, you yeah. know, heavy intercessors, like getting into lists, only really available for certain people. Uh, so you can play those at events. That's significant. Not that they necessarily, again, tip the balance. Um, but, you know... There's uh, a potential there. There is a potential there. Yeah. So you're going to have a, a situation for a while, and maybe for an ongoing while, where we might see more of these box sets or more of these sort of splash releases. Yeah. And you have so... tournament haves and have-nots. Yeah, but that, that's always been an issue, though, right? I think if you're making the argument... I don't, I'm not saying you are, by the way, but I think if, if you are making the argument that, oh, well, um, it's harder to get access to these because they're locked behind this and you need a certain amount of money to be able to access that, that's always been an issue in 40K. When the books get released faster, that becomes a problem because you've got to be able to keep up with the matter if that's necessarily what you're interested in. If Forge World units are at the, cr the cream of the crop, like, uh, for example, we saw an 8th edition of the, the Caladius Grav Tank for, for Custodes... If you are living near Nottingham or you have the means with which to purchase those, including shipping, um, then, again, you're going to be ahead of the curve. So there's always going to be this case of, of haves and have-nots based upon your personal situation. 
Uh, I, I don't think this is something new, but I, that doesn't mean I dismiss it as a, pro as a problem either. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I don't think there's been a much other news, really, uh, in the 40k ecosystem mm. in the past week. I think a lot of people still generally reacting to the launch of the Jukari book, which we're going to be talking about next week. And of course, the book of Rust. Tom, mm. I guess my yeah. question to you and the Twitch chat is there was a lot of like, what the hell, how do we feel about the campaign book? pre the launch a lot of conversation from you a lot of conversation from everyone really now we're a couple of days post the launch of it and i know we're going to be going through it today but it formations are definitely a thing we know that no now. no they're, they're armies of renown rob there are no formations sorry armies of renown. yes oh of holy shit actually there's loads of news did the reveal only happen on saturday have i lost my freaking mind yes yeah, yeah. oh my god but we, we already reacted squiggos squiggos yeah, pick off. By the way, if you say they don't belong in 40k, well, there's lots of weird shit that doesn't belong in 40k, and I like it. <laughs> Give me more. Clip. Okay, Clip yeah. and mark that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, I forgot, I've completely forgot about that. Um, uh, I guess, like, now kind of being on this end, this end of a, of a campaign book that's going to have match play rules, we know one of several campaign books that are going to have match play rules. So formations... And also, um, um, oh God, what are they called? Uh, codex supplements. How yes. do you feel on the end of this now, the other side? Um, uh, I, I hate supplements. I hate them. Uh, I, I have for, for a while, ever since it was the normal thing, mainly because they fucking ruined my Space Wolves book. I wanted my own Space Wolves book that had flavor fun. and was interesting and was fun to run. And instead, it's just a tack on to the Marines uh, book, which that's my personal grievance. My second grievance is that I feel like it allows you to infinitely expand the game, which I feel is a problem. So let's say I want to play, I want to learn what Marines do. Uh, let's say I'm going to WTC and, and there's a bunch of Marine armies that could potentially hit. I've now got to learn the biggest book in the game. And then I've got to learn, I believe it's six supplements. Yep. If we're excluding all the random white dwarf ones that keep popping up everywhere based off who painted a cool army this week. Yeah. So it, it just expands that massively. And let's say, oh, well, it's only for Marines things because Marines are flagship products. You want to, you know, give people lots of different options of Marines. That's absolutely fine. I get that. And that's why I liked the Space Wars book because it allowed me to play Marines, but it was fun and interesting and unique um, and, and overpowered. <laughs> which is my primary reason for liking it um the problem then becomes when you then expand that into all the other factions and the fact that the book of rust has been released see uh wednesday's on 10 supplements for the chapters there's my point now if you limit that to marines it's not necessarily as much of a problem but the problem is now they're clearly not limiting that to marines we've just seen that uh, expand out to adeptus mechanicus to uh, imperial knights and to Drakari. So this looks like something that's going to infinitely roll. So let's say you have 10 supplements per faction. I'm not saying you're going to do that because obviously Marines are the biggest faction and it's probably realistic. But if you're running a supplement for Call of Strife, what stops you running for one for Cabal of the Black Heart or just Cabals in general and then Witch Cults and then Homunculus Covens? And then let's take that across to Asayani, the Craft World Eldar. 
Let's have a Iandin one because they're mostly race. Let's have a Beale Town one because they're mostly made up of of guardians. Let's have an Orfway one for all the psychers that they have. Let's have a Simhan one for all the jet bikes that they have. Now let's move on over to Harlequins. I don't fucking know their clowns. So who cares? Then let's move it over to Orcs wow. and they have bad moons who have all Brilliant the teeth. Stars. And maybe you do that with Savage Orcs and or whatever they're called now with the Squig Hoppers, right? And you expand all the supplements there. Suddenly you're looking at dozens and dozens of books. And while I think that's cool if you're just playing the game casually and just going to, down to um to the club and you're playing cool army versus cool army with your mates and they're both kind of decent but not overpowered or, or tournament worthy i think that's great but i think it's a problem when you start looking at it competitively because it's just just far 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 too much and it means that you're forced to trust your opponent in a game where let's face it every fucking event big event that comes out of north america is a cheating scandal <laughs> we'll, like, we'll, leave, we'll leave that to, we'll leave that to the side like I don't, I think... my, my point is i struggle you it's you can't just trust your opponent it, it's so hard to do that which is why i think and i was talking about this last week we need to set a standard of where we draw the line competitively because i'm not necessarily against all these books because having more options is never a bad thing as far as i'm concerned i think the problem is that it creates an environment in competitive play where you it is very easy to take advantage of it if you're a bad actor Okay, loads to unpack there. Loads of points, uh, I think. Um, uh, the, I mean, I think bad actors use everything as a bad actor. I think. Oh yeah, that's a bit, I think that's yeah. a bit of a boogeyman to hold up. Um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Like so, so I like I'd push back on that. Uh, okay. The the other thing, the other thing is, like, so I'm actually, I agree about rules bloat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, forty k's got a lot of rules in it. I, I mm-hmm. get that. I also think that a couple of things are true as well. Yes, we got 10 Space Marine supplements, but we don't have... There are a whole bunch of codexes that we don't have anymore because Blood Angels isn't its own codex. It's a supplement, right? So, like... you lose a lot of flavor, right? I don't know. Maybe. But maybe they just shouldn't have had so much flavor, truth be told. Like, ultimately, like, I understand that Blood Angels have been Blood Angels for 30 years and it's an important part of kind of the whole background yeah. but going forward for the next hundred years if they can make iandan or metallica or riser or um uh like any of those kind yeah. of like or frozen stars for harlequins like if they can make any of those sub factions as famous as mm. oh 100%, uh, yeah. as blood angels so i kind of like i would like to see if i'm honest each sub faction get its own supplement now i know that's like fucking hell rob that's like a lot of stuff i get it i get it but i also think for world building it's like it's fun also means the game maybe lasts a bit longer like for instance let's say you get your mechanicum book now but next year you get a couple of supplements for your mechanicum book and then you get your harlequin books in october and then it's not till the year after you get your couple of supplements for harlequins and yeah. you think okay it's giving me loads of way to play with my toys I, I talked about this earlier today and i talk about this on the sigma show a lot in my opinion this is probably the thing i advocate for the most so i need to make my position clear oh, of course so yeah. that whenever i talk about something it makes sense i want all of my minis to be as playable i want like as playable as possible all of the time basically or and well no and i'd like my minis to be playable in different ways Mm -hmm. do i mean like i want my scatter bikes to be good at shooting obviously but maybe there's some sort of build that i can somehow make my scatter bikes do some sort of crazy fucking combat or something i know that sounds a lot but like i know that's also a world that we probably would never get to but it's just what i want right 
However, there's loads of shit in books. I think the data um, repository kind of conversation, I don't know what the right word for that is, but, you know, all of the data being true and mm. there being a central location for the data that is true, which is your point at the end, you're like, mm-hmm. you can't trust your opponent, not because they're being nefarious, because no, they course. could just have yeah. made a mistake, right? Yeah, 100%. And it's about um, helping your opponent play with the game with them, right? Um, there's a couple of things that I'd, I'd want to address there. Uh, firstly, the point about um, bad actors are always going to, you know, there's always going to be things people can take advantage of. True, I agree with you. But I still feel like there are still ways that you can make it harder for them, right? And also make it easier for you to play the game with your opponent rather than you two both having to sift through books together to find out what the answer is because the game includes a bunch of ridiculous double standards and clauses, right? Uh, including uh, fight first, fight last. Like, I know you have that issue in AOS as well. Um, Secondly, at the point of using supplements for world building, I agree. I I completely agree, actually. And I think that that is a really good thing you can do with them. That doesn't mean that I think they're suitable for competitive play, and I I don't think that you think that either, just just to clarify. But also, if you're looking to do that for world building, that would make me optimistic that you're also interested in improving the ranges of the models for world to get people interested in that because i don't think people are avoiding playing factions uh, because they don't have a supplement i think people often avoid playing factions because the models look shit when i first started 40k um in 2008 i walked into the store of warhammer world at the time mm-hmm. and i picked out my faction and i picked out my faction not based off the rules or the existence of the rules or how many books they had in fact if they had more books that'd probably be an off-putter for me but based on how i liked the aesthetic of the range and I feel like adding a supplement doesn't really wouldn't cha- have changed up for fourteen year old me. Nicer models would have if you're making wants to make me interested in playing that range. Mm. Yeah, no, I I get that. I guess I guess one of those things like if we want to get real crunchy on just being subjective for a moment, like when you walk in and you saw those models, but they were in that color that you liked. Imagine if they'd been in a color that maybe you didn't like, for an example, Possibly. as an example. Right. And that's one of the things. So actually, my trip into Mechanicum, uh, which took me into 30K and then 40K, started out because of uh, an orange uh, riser Mechanicum uh, model. Mm. Yeah. It was the orange. Mm. I never liked the red. I don't like the red. Uh, like, whatever. Like, I, I get yeah. it. Like, people like the red, but I like the orange. I'm like, Ooh. rusty. Like, no, not even rusty. I'm just like, tasty. Ah, orange. That was a great Ooh. segue. We missed it. <laughs> Ooh, like, it was a great segue. I should have gone through it. Uh, like, <laughs> but like, like it, that, so it was the color that really got to me, if that makes sense. So ultimately, like, and that's Riser, and like, and I know about their their subfaction law. I actually don't know much about some of the other subfaction laws. I know Mars. I don't really I know Metallica's. because that's a world from the Space Marine game. Okay, yeah, all right. So like, no. My point is like that. I actually think that it's a it's better for us long term. However, I would obviously like to caveat the entire point that I don't want to buy. 832 sub-faction supplements that cost 35 pounds or whatever absolutely right yes and 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 again as always said on this show all rules should be free they should be narrative books that they put out and the rules should go into like a central database and we shouldn't be paying for rules so never mind all right interesting talk about that so let's talk about these rules from the book of rust the rusty books uh and we'll talk about this now I'd like to point out uh, something for everyone watching uh, at home, uh, and that is that this book is actually the campaign book's 35 quid uh, RRP. Or you can get it in the R Warhammer app. Um, <laughs> or you can get it in the R Warhammer app. For the small price of socialism. <laughs> Great. Yes. 
<laughs> but who dares pay that price, Tom? Who dares indeed? Right. <laughs> Mate, you're yes. paying more than one pound per useful page here. In fact, you're paying more than two pounds per useful page here. It's pretty rough. Uh, it's pretty oh, rough. Well. Um, Supplements give it people that only play one or two armies new ways to play models they already own, and I can't see that as a downside. I don't think it is a downside. I don't yeah. think it is a downside. I think being able to play your models in loads of different ways is a positive, but I don't think we should have to pay for it. I think they should be encouraging us to use our models as much as possible, ultimately. Like, so... Uh, th I know, it's expensive. All right, Tom, should we talk through them? Uh, yeah, let's do Okay, so we're going to start at. Oh, hold on, let me get my let me get my photographic memory up right here. Uh, would you like to start with Metallica and the, Mechan uh, the Mechanicus cohort, or would you like to start with Death Guard? Your I'd choice. rather start with the Mechanicus defense cohort because that allows me to go through the memories um, in in, in the order in, in which I. Order. Read them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So there's there's a couple of things to take away from here. There are. <laughs> Codex supplements, so Metallica, and there are there are army formations. They are free. They are they have some limitations in the army, so you can't do X, but mm -hmm. you gain access to bonus Y and Z. Mm -hmm. Simple as. And so these are very similar to the uh, detachments that you used to be able to take for uh, what was it, Vigilus. So you used to be able to take, like, I remember building a Skyrunner army, so it was like one Farseer and then a bunch of uh, Windrider jet bikes, and then you could spend a CP to make more AP minus one or what have you. So it's very, very similar to that. So if you have an attachment, you can make it this, and then you give it that keyword, and that keyword allows you to use certain things on certain units. Yeah. What Tom said, follow along at home. Uh, man reads book stonks just gone up yes all people True. who read book the stonks are huge like we do not read anything we just remember does anyone it's wildness <laughs> it's wildness that someone's like can't wait to buy my house raven rules for 35 pounds none of us are doing it games which are out their freaking minds right okay so restrictions let's talk about this so this is a mechanicus it better, have good law, mate. it better have good law and then maybe i'll buy it actually i am gonna pick up the first one like and I, and, no no hold on hold on hold on let me let me explain why uh, so i did buy the first or second psychic awakening i definitely bought a psychic awakening which was the orc one yeah because yeah. then the law was shit and you reviewed it on the uh, show and called it shit yeah the law yeah. the law was terrible like it was like uh, like if i was the manager at, at that like like if that got submitted to me by the writer i'd be like no you get like i'd i'd be like formal written warning Number one for this, go back, start again. Uh, so I'm going to read I, it because the law in my dissertation was better than the law in the Psychic Awakening Saga of the Beast. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but I am going to pick this up. And, I'm going to pick this up and buy it because I would like to know what the standard of the law is going to be. I think the standard of the law in the codexes is much worse than Eighth Edition and previous editions of Warhammer Forty Thousand, and I'll make that claim every time unless someone goes actually, Rob. The, they've they've tried harder like in a year's time or something but there's less law in the codexes so you're paying more money more of the money you pay is paying for rules and um and so i'm going to buy this one so that i can genuinely and honestly um uh like review the rules and see what the rules are like because mm -hmm. uh, not rules sorry narrative narrative um yeah. and see what it's like and if it's at psychic awakening level i'll talk about it but it might be at broken realms level which is genuinely yeah. worthwhile so if it's great we'll talk about it too because we give fair and honest feedback yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i'll be like i liked it i didn't but i gotta pay yeah. for it which is always fucking nice. bad 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's 35 pounds. Such a fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> uh, sometimes they're like, why don't I just say everything's great and let Games Workshop give me loads of shit? And I'm like, ah, imagine selling out for 35 pounds. What a fucking coward. Right. Nah, so okay. we're, we're content creators, mate. We need it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look at our. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. No paid for promotion here. Uh, yeah. Right, so restrictions. All units in your army must be Adeptus Mechanicus and be drawn from the same Forge world. Fine. Seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. your army cannot include Skitari units. And that is actually mm-hmm. loads of shit. So do you want to give us a rundown of what that kind of the most common Skitari units you see, Rob? Because I'm not entirely sure either because I don't really play the Floaty boaties have the Skitari <gasps> keyword. Not the floaty boaties. Mm-hmm. The entire mm-hmm. army can't cont- contain the floaty boaties. Doggos. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, this detachment's getting scrolled past already. <laughs> it basically is easier to say what you can take. You can take Castellan's Breaches. Um, uh, uh, yeah, both the little track guys, Castellan's, basically, is what you can take. Everything else has got the Skitari keyword. So, okay, so it's, a bre- it's a Breacher and Destroyer thing. Okay, it's a Catathron Brick. Yeah, uh, yeah, with also the Castellan's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But no one used uh, those apart from the Polish, so no one cares. Uh, wait, hold on. Pete Pratt says, did you know that if you browse the Games Workshop web store looking at only Harlequins, they have the Psychic Awakening Blood and the Phoenix book listed for the army, even though there are no Harlequin rules in it. A friend brought it and had to send it back. <laughs> Classic. If you want to buy the Harlequins rules, become a white dwarf, actually. I can't remember which one, because we don't have the page, the uh, issue numbers on the spine anymore, because they hate making things easy for you at this fucking company. This <laughs> well, they do. Uh, right, okay, so... Uh, your benefits, though. So those are your negatives. Let's talk about benefits. All units in your army gain the Mechanicus Defense... Co- they, they gain this co- keyword. You have access to Mechanicus Defense Core, Warlord Trait, Relic, and Stratagems. Cataphron Breachers, Destroyers <laughs> and Servitors, and Castellan Robots, which are basically all you can take. Units in your army gain the Extremist Sentinous Protocols ability. Yeah. Okay, and that ability is six bullet points. <laughs> it's like reading the fucking Dark Angels Codex, mate. <laughs> That's what right. it's like. Hey, man, this is this is fun, right? The unit never gains. <laughs> a, sorry, the unit never gains a Forge World Dogma, uh, okay. right? Which is a which is pretty big, uh, but its inclusion in attachment does not prevent other units in that detachment yeah. excluding other units with this ability from gaining a dogma. So this is important because you still get the Forge World keyword, you just don't get the dogma. Yes. So you could take call. And you can take Mars, and you still get rerolls. Yes. You just won't count as Mars. Yes. You just have the Mars keyword for the purposes of court. This unit gains the extremist sentinel keyword. Uh, each time a range attack is allocated to a model in this unit, if this unit is either wholly within its controller's deployment zone, or if every model in the unit is within range of an objective marker, subtract one from the damage characteristic of that attack to a okay. minimum of one. Okay. Shooting. So, it's nice. I don't know if we'll see it yet. I'd have to test it. And the reason why is because I was thinking about, right, what would I need to make breaches spam good right now, right? I'd need a couple of things. Firstly, I need to make them more durable in melee so I can push them forwards and not give a shit, right? Yeah. Or I would need some form of ignores line of sight shooting. Or I would need some way of counteracting the minus one that you take for shooting through trees. Yep. One of those three, maybe we're talking. This is decent because it makes it very, very hard to alpha on you. Um, if you're playing a mission like retrieval mission, where you can just sit in your deployment zone and sit on free objectives, it's very, very hard to move you. Now, we could see this in WTC play specifically for that reason. 
in that you could sit back in your deployment zone with this and just say, well, you're not removing me. I'm going to take six points out of a 20 this game and you're not going to do anything about it and makes it a decent defender, especially when it's picking boards. So it's entirely possible that we see that, but I don't know if we'll see it in singles just yet. I'd have to test it out. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're not. I, I don't think we're asking for like a, like comprehensive like win loss. No. But like you could yeah. build. What's important about this is you can build a. I mean, I think breach spam was already a thing to a degree. But like yes. you can build a slightly different army, which I'm pro. Whenever yeah, it gives you like, other options. Great. Yeah, yeah. I'm always pro that. That's what I'm gonna say. Uh, and yeah, dude, I day. I still actually do have my um, twenty four servitors or whatever I had, uh, but they've mm. got plasma, which is. Uh, um, uh, right. right, but minus one damage from ranged is good. However, Tom, Twitch chat, mm -hmm. I would argue that a lot of the damage that we see currently coming out of armies, not all of it is ranged. There's a significant portion that is close combat nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. 100%. And the ability to push forwards is really, really good. Uh, I think one of the reasons why Drakari is going to be very, very strong is because they have the ability to just lob little bits of cheap shit into the center of the board. Um, Admech don't really do that, and this enc actually encourages you to break up a bit more, I think. Um, I and also, if you're throwing things into the middle of the board, well, I mean, you get minus one damage on the objective marker from range, but you're still probably going to get punched in the head. So, I don't, I don't no know how I feel about that. it so far. No one wants that, no. Yeah. Although that said, uh, they are surprisingly durable in melee. It's a pity that Vigilus went, because now you don't get 5 plus invulnerable save, but yeah, it's not as good as 5 plus invulnerable save, is it really? No. <laughs> no. Each time an enemy unit declares a charge against this unit, if the unit is not within engagement range of an enemy of any enemy unit, so basically if it's not been charged, it can either hold steady or set to defend. If it holds steady, then until the end of the next end of the phase, any Overwatch attacks made by this model from this unit uh, are uh, work on a five plus as opposed to a six. And if it sets to defend, uh, you're minus one to hit. Basically, hey, that works. Is... <laughs> okay, that's nice. So you know how we were saying about something that counteracts the trees? Yeah. Well, that counteracts the trees because now you don't take the additional minus one penalty for the trees because you're in a second one. I, I mean, that's there good, go. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It, it, again, it just makes it harder to push you out. Um, although, that said, you're still only, you know, overwatching one unit, right? So. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, if it's a big brick of fucking cataphrons, then... Oh, yeah, yeah. Just don't charge a big brick of cataphrons and you might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like, I mean, ultimately, like the, the minus one damage sounds good, but actually I think when you start thinking it through, the fact that you can overwatch on five ups or be minus one to hit if you get hit is probably a better deal, um, like out of those abilities and it's quite nice and you get both. So like you're taking some weathering fire from range and then you can also, uh, like you can also like make yourself a little bit more survivable in close combat. Yeah. So ultimately I think bonuses, um, which is fun. Uh, so then you get the warlord trait, um, which is this while a friendly is garbage. Uh, it, okay, well we'll skip it then. Uh, and so, then just for context, it's you get objectives killed within six inches for Mechanicus defense cohort units. Well, if we look at the Mechanicus defense cohort units, you've got breaches and destroyers, which are going to be the main things, which already have objectives secured. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> You're not taking that ever. Uh, Colonel Cabbage has asked a great question in the chat. Mm. So how do we judge these? About How about one, it is narratively consistent. Two, is it, is it, is it usable without breaking the ba uh, game? Actually, I guess, like, um, narratively consistent, I guess it feels, yeah, it is right now. 
Like, you know, like it feels that, that kind of makes sense. And then is it usable without breaking the game? I'd also say yes. And it definitely doesn't break the game. Yeah. I guess I guess one of the key points is, does it does this give me more options to play my toys with? And the answer is yes. Yeah. So it definitely does that. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and it does apply Disney to robots. Uh, this also does apply to robots. So you could push, Tom. You could push. Yeah, but I'm not. Well, mate, if you're relying upon fucking objective secured Catafrons. No, who, no, Castellans. The big boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. So you want to walk them into the center of a board and take an objective when you want to be nowhere near. Nah, nah, nah. And then, because... and then well, they're also vehicles, right? So, like, they are, you can shoot into is... combat, you can overwatch on five ups. It's not yeah. terrible. The point is that if you're giving something objective secured, the point of doing that is to override something else that's on the objective. If you're pushing your Castellans in to override something else that's on the objective, guess what's happening to the Castellans next turn? Josh. They are getting tagged and they are useless. No, because they're vehicles, they can shoot into combat. Yeah, but they only shoot against what they're actually in combat with. They can't shoot out of the combat. So basically you're saying, well, you're starting to have to shoot this crap unit that I'm going to lob and you don't. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That makes sense. Um, I Like, yeah, um, but I still think you could, right, is the point. And then they also get a bunch of bonuses, like minus one to hit Castellans or Castellans that fire Overwatch on five ups. I mean, there's a lot of fucking DACA coming and out. Minus one, da- minus one damage, right? And minus one damage from ranged. Yes, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, not terrible, not terrible, not yeah. breaking it's the a, game. It's a but fine not replacement for five plus invulnerable save lo- losses. They're pretty I fucking guess. tanky, Castellas, man. Like, yeah, they are, man. A lot of yeah. wounds. Um, I, I I personally hate them because they look awful. But like, I'm going to be honest. Know. I haven't seen them since Dark Reapers were a thing, and when Dark Reapers were a thing, they just got removed. They're still so. a thing, I think. They're just not like they don't. I mean, they're better. And ninth edition's made them better because their vehicles shoot to combat, like. That's better. Like, long story short, I think boards probably hurt them more than anything, I'd say, but whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, so then, but it, like Pete says, it's a lot yeah, of I'm shots. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not continuing this argument. It's like, it's it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not an argument. Oh, no, this discussion, man. Yeah. It's just a deep, dark discussion. Right, okay. <laughs> Stratagems that you get. Uh, you get Citation of Ruin. Which is either two CP or three CP. Tom, do you want to tell us what this does? We do have a relic as well, but it's a weapon relic, and therefore I hate it. Uh, so, Citation of Ruin is Agreed. user stratagem in your shooting phase when an extremist sentinel unit from your army selects to shoot. And so, at the end of a phase, models in that unit have the big guns and have a tire rule uh, in the same manner as if they were vehicle models. So, that means you can shoot while you're in combat, as, as we alluded to with the Castellans. Mm. Um, in addition, they do not suffer minus one penalty to the hit rolls incurred when making attacks with heavy weapons against units they're in engagement with, range with. Uh, as described in Big Guns Tire Roll, because you might as well to hit with that. Um, so, if the unit has four or more models, it costs three CP, uh, otherwise, it costs two CP. Uh, I feel like most of the time you're probably going to end up using this on uh, units with four or more models anyway, because if it's lower, you probably spend the two CP falling out of combat and then just shooting whatever you had in there anyway, so you have more flexibility with the shots, unless you're absolutely desperate. If you want to clear, then you could spend two CP, that's fine, but it's mainly going to be to help you chip away at close combat, right? Um, so yeah, it just it's just not one of those things that makes you really, really hard to charge. I think this is actually better for you than the five plus Overwatch, because the five plus Overwatch you can manipulate, right? With this you really can't. You're just going to get blapped next yeah, turn, yeah. Uh, and you're still going to have full efficiency in shots. Uh, the thing that's going to stop you from getting efficiency in shots is terrain, and so you're still able to control where they move. Because if you charge, then if you fall out, you're not going to be able to shoot. But if you stay where you are, you're going to be able to shoot stuff that's in, in front of you, I and mean, then you can fire your shots off at other things if you want to, but you're still restricted by where you currently stood, so you can play around that as the other player. 
Agreed. Okay, yeah, good points. Well made, thank you. Articulate, we won't talk about the relic blasters being talked about in the chat. Vengeance of Sylvania says, I'm only the one here who loves robot models. Uh, I love the Ed 2009 vibe. Listen, some people bought smart cars. Like, there's no accounting for taste, uh, is what I'm going to say. If you love them, you love them. That's all your choice. Um, uh, so pre-calibrated purge solution, one CP. One CP. So when you see one CP, there's always something useful here. It's normally like a toolbox stratagem, right? It's not like a core stratagem you're going to be using every game. It's something that's useful for specific things. Yep. Uh, so this one is uses in your shooting phase again. Imagine that for, for Admic. Uh, when an extremist sentinel unit from your army that is wholly within your deployment zone, again, deployment zone theme, is selected to shoot until the end of the phase. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack against an enemy unit that is... Uh, if that is wholly within the enemy deployment zone, add one to that attack uh, hit roll. So you need a couple of things here. Firstly, you need the range to get over 24 inch no man's land in the center. Secondly, you need the line of sight because the boards are like chocked with terrain because we're basically playing cities of death at this point, right? Mm -hmm. um, when you've got that, you're basically ignoring trees, which is what I wanted to see in the first place. Big fan. Um, so yeah, uh, I quite like this, but it requires a little bit of setup. But for 1CP, you can't knock it. I think it's good. Yeah, okay. Good, good, good. Uh, so then next up is bolster defenses. This is two CP. This is your strategy before the battle after deployment zone. Set one area terrain or obstacles feature within your deployment zone. That terrain feature gains a light cover terrain uh, trait. If it already has light cover terrain, add two to the saving throw row instead of one. Um, and obviously invulnerable saves are not. Uh, this is pretty big. Yeah, I feel like you're not, obviously not using it on uh, things that already have light cover because it it's one of those things where a lot of the light cover I find is already giving you it's all, you already have to stand behind it and then you're not able to shoot. I think you end, up, you end up using this on is using it on like trees or something. Uh, so then that give the trees, you then shoot through them, you ignore them with the pre-calibrated purge solution that we just talked about. And then you get plus one to your save when someone's firing back at you. Um, yeah. Although it depends upon what you're shooting. If you're shooting something with a heavy AP, then you can do it. Otherwise, you probably... So you're, you're then giving your opponent plus one to save as well. So you need to be careful with it. And it depends upon what you're running. It's true, it's true, but I th I like it for, like, there isn't many stratagems that allow you to fuck with generally the terrain on the board as is, uh, and I think that that's yeah. an interesting one. Yeah. Because Mate, I want to see... see one dude... Oh, sorry, you finish your point, and then I'll go. I was just was wondering if we would see more terrain stratagems in the future, basically. Yeah. I want to see one dude rock up and splurge all 12 CP on just making terrain. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Straight Let's up. Let's go. That's all he does. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm into that. Uh, so then, finally, <laughs> rad bombardment, three CP. Now, when I see the words bombardment and three CP, I already put it in the bin, but we'll read it out anyway. Uh, so it. you use a stratagem in your command phase if a Mechanicus Defense Cohort Warlord, that's a mouthful, from your army is on the battlefield. Select one point of the battlefield and place a marker on that point. At the start of your next command phase, so your opponent has a turn to get out of the way, how good. Um, uh, roll 1d6 for each unit within uh, within six inches of the center of that marker. So basically, it's a 12-inch uh, diameter bubble. Uh, roll 1d6 for each unit within the center of blah, blah, blah. Uh, subtracting one if that's a character. On a four to five, this have a d3 bottle wounds. On a six, this have a d... Uh, and on a six plus, that's the unit suffers d3 bottle wounds at the end of the... What? On a four to five, that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. And on a six plus, that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. And until the end of a turn, we subtract one from a toughness characteristic. So you can't rely on this to ever remove the toughness characteristic. So it's effectively a, if you stand here, you will take d3 mortal wounds 50% of the time. Mm -hmm. I will just tank the d3 mortal wounds. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, I give no. This is fucking terrible. Uh, yeah, it's, it's I mean, it, it's a thing. Like, if you're in the right yeah. situation, you end up being able to like smash um, some mortal wounds in a bubble. Not bad. Yeah, but it's not even a smash. It's next turn. So you say it, and then next turn your opponent, then then you roll. I guess so. I guess so, so it's not yeah. even so your opponent has a turn to get out of the way if they even really care. It's true. Maybe maybe um, it was, it's useful for like hitting a back objective like that you've got some dudes on. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. The only time I, I've ever used all bombardment is to kill tower drones. But then if the tower drones have a turn to get out of the way, well. Well. <laughs> well, we are in trouble. All right. Okay. So that's uh, overall. That's the like the first like that's the first supplement of ninth edition we've a- actually had a oh, look at. Oh, that's Tom. the first uh, army of renown. Sorry, the supplement is a different thing. Sorry, it's the first ah. army of renown. How Should do you do feel? How renown renowned first? do you think it's going to be? I think it's decent. I think there's a lot of things in here, and I don't think it's necessarily something that you. What do you lose if you take this? Uh, you lose the dogmas, right? So, Grya, you don't take for the Dogma anyway. You take that for a 4 plus deny. Um, Mars, I don't think you take that for the Dogma anyway, but I could be wrong. Uh, you take that for call rerolls. And Stygies, you do take that for the Dogma, but is this better than Stygies? Um, possibly it could be, since they changed Stygies. I think it is, actually. Yeah, I but think at it least, is. It, so I think, I think based on Colonel Cabbage's question earlier, I think it allows you to play your toys in a different way. And so it's a win for me. <laughs> so win, win, win. All right. Uh, next up, Metallica. Uh, the Codex Supplement Metallica. Uh, so this is a supplement, a first. Yeah. Wait, is this the first non-Space Marine supplement as well? Uh, there was one for Iandon a couple of years ago in seventh. Okay, so but so, from, but since since the great reset of eighth uh, of eighth edition and then ninth edition, we haven't had any supplements. I don't think for anything other than right. the space. Region. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So I mean, yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty like a big deal, right? Farsight apparently maybe had had one, but was that in ah Farsight Enclaves? No. Uh, oh no, that was a uh, psychic awakening. That psychic awakening. I I don't not really what's, what's counting that, all those because yeah. they're all what's kind that? of expansions. Ah, whatever. It's fine. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> it's I mean, fine. Th- this is honestly probably the thing I'm most excited about for this expansion book. Like, it's cool. Like, you know, like if you're like a Rusty Boy fan, you're like, this is fun. Like, I'm gonna fuck with like t- like Metallica and be this guy. Like, it's a cool. It's cool. Like, because you know. Some people hardline Space Marines, and I, and I vibe that. Like that's your if that's your energy, I get it. But if you turn it up and you're like a hard boy, like like little weird robot men, yeah, you're getting that same love. Um, so I kind of am into it. I'm just gonna say, so yeah. I'm excited about this. Okay. Uh, so the codex for Metallica, uh, you get uh, Warlord traits. So you've got three to is it three to choose from only. Um, you uh, you do by the looks of it, but they could be good, Rob. You only need one broken wall or trait to make a good tree, or to make an entire army work. Let's be true. honest. That's true. Uh, right. So uh, you got Master Annihilator in your command phase. Select one friendly metallic unit within six inches of the Warlord until the start of your next command phase. Add six inches to the range characteristic and plus one to the strength characteristic of all Radium weapons models oh, yeah. in that unit are equipped with. For purposes, rule radium weapons are any weapons whose profile include radium, blah, 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 pistols, radium carbines, etc., and uh, any relics. 
Uh, this is not cumulative with other rules that increase a weapon's range. Uh, of course, talking about um, Big Fat Floaty Boy, who gives plus to your range as well. Um, so just a flat six inches. That's not bad. I'm a big fan of plus six inches, mate. I'm a big fan. I used it a lot with Grain. No, no, I think I, I used it a lot of Grain Ice, didn't I? With my uh, recitation of projection, right? And that's really, really good when you combine it with something that ignores line of sight. So you can maybe put that on uh, a Scorpius or something. But the range is already very, very long. And range isn't an issue that uh, I think I might really struggle with. Uh, I don't know about you, because you, you played more than me. Do you often find that you're slightly out of range, or, or you wish no. you could project no, that and kind it's of also, power? It's also, it's also a hard keyword into into some okay weapons, but like, you, like the weapon profiles are fairly important, and what you're like... I mean, if this had been Cognis or something, I'd be like, oh, now we're fucking talking, but no. Like, it's it, it's Radium stuff at the end of the day. So I think it's okay, yeah? So... Yeah. Like it's fine, so that's yeah. Not it's one. contextual based on what you can put it on, right? And uh, I don't know how much you have. And it's and not I'm the whole army. Of... It's not like any weapons is six inches. True. Yeah. Uh, right, Ash Runner. Uh, add three inches to the move characters and plus one strength of attacks uh, characters to this warlord. Uh, you can't really build a good warlord, which is a bit of a shame. Can't really beat no build no beat stick uh, mechanic and character. That's something I would like to see if we see some new models. I wouldn't mind seeing some Mechanicum Swole Boys. Um, as Mate, I'm always like, down for Swole Boys. You know, I mean, you know it. Hurts. You know, yeah. uh, greased up Mechanicum lads. Uh, then radioactive emanation, which is an yeah. aura. While a unit you... is within six inches of this warlord, unless it is Metallica, subtract one from its toughness characteristic. Yeah. This is not cumulative. So, yes. Not agreed. a fan. No, it's useless. No, it it dies anyway. No, no, yeah. So, I'm with you. Uh, I think there's nothing really that stands out there that's particularly like, wow. Personally. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, all right, but that's not a problem because we can get into some stratagems. Rob, can I ask you a quick question before we start the stratagem? Please. The, uh, before we do the relics, sorry. Yeah. Um, what is if you were going to make a beat stick admet character? Mm-hmm. What character would you start with? Well, I mean, there's literally like three. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So... That's the problem. <laughs> uh, just the main one. So just like a tech priest, right? Yeah, yeah. So you could put an ash runner on it, right? Plus one strength and attacks, plus three inch movements. You run in forward, okay? Like some big, like, centipede thing, right? Yeah. Burn and relics. I'm going to ignore the Omni Sterilizer because, although it has a funny name, it's also a weapon. Uh, and therefore, I ignore it. You could also put on it the Bionics of Ven- Veneration, okay? Yeah. So, as well as going an extra three inches, mate, and having a plus one to your strength and, and attacks, you could have a four plus invulnerable save and uh, take minus one to be hit. Uh, no. By enemy units within three inches. You do heal D three a turn, actually. You do. Pretty good. That's you pretty do. good. Like, but I mean, you'll be dead. But it's like whatever. Like, All right. I'm trying to make an admec version of the dildo bike for custodians that refuses to die. Unpo- uh, in. I want to see how shit it is, but I want them to try. It's not about succeeding. It's about the effort put in. Okay. That'd be a fun show between codexes, you know, just like taking. <laughs> Taking like trying to make like the most boss characters, like build smash captains for each faction. And then every week we should make them fight, and when we have one champion at the end, I'm in. Let's do it. That's a show. We need to let Nick know. Yeah, yeah, Nick actually already knows somehow. He already knew what we were planning. Um, so stratagems. See if he returned to the chat again because he was in here earlier, the cheeky bastard. Was he? Hasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's still gone. He's still gone. Right. So, so hopefully stratagems will bring this army back uh, together or the supplement because nothing so far. So stratagems. You've got the rad saturation, which is two CP. Use the stratagem at the start of any phase. Set one Metallica, uh, Skitari Vanguard unit in your army until the end of the phase. Hey, look, it's the same. 
rad saturation. No, it's a rad saturation ability to six inches. Which no, what is I'm was saying toughness. is, it's the other th what I'm saying is the uh, warlord trait allowed to increase the range of uh, rad stratagem uh, weapons by six inches. Yeah, this is literally the same thing. No, 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 rad, no. That that does to your oh, rad, weapons. Sorry, yeah. rad saturation yeah. is a minus toughness. I problem. am a moron who did not read this properly. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. So which is fine. There's a lot of ways to lower toughness in this army, which like feel it's a new it, games workshop are like we should lower the fucking toughness. It's like well, yes. Also, strike mass. Thought about that. Are you reading rad over saturation two CP? Yeah. Uh, use a strategy at the start of any phase, like one Metallica Skitari Vanguard unit in your army until the end of the phase. Increase the range of that unit's rad saturation ability to six. Oh, that's minus one toughness. Okay, I get you. Yeah. I just didn't know what the rad saturation ability was. Hey, it's really good, actually. Some people think it's rad. Hey. March to War is 1 CP. <laughs> <laughs> March to War is 1 CP, and it's use the stratagem in your movement phase when a Metallica unit from you your go. army advances. Your boss character's make... going fast, mate. Yeah. Do not make an advance <laughs> roll. Instead, until the end of the phase, add six inches to the move characteristic of that unit. Now, um, that isn't bad, to be honest, because... Can I say that this, like we talked about making toys more valuable or more viable, right? Yeah? Yeah. Now, 100%. I run, or I did run, a load of Sindonian not, Dragoons. Now, they're not very good in 9th edition. Okay? They're the stabby chicken walkers. Stabby chicken walkers, right? Um, uh, uh, but, they, but having uh, plus, uh, add six inches to the move characteristic of that unit is quite nice. Mm. Yeah? I'm just going to put that out there. Like, there's an option there. You have anything right? that can advance and charge her, mate? Yeah. Uh, no, they, no, they don't have no advance and charge. Like, well, also, you can uh, put some of the doggos and make them advance rate quick, right? Yeah, you could do You can the very consistently push I get up it. your floating I get it. I get it. I get it. The doggos are better yeah. than the chicken walkers. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they decided to fuck me, but they did, right? It's right, okay. It's fine. Everything comes around, Rob. There's a reason why I sell nothing, because it's going to be good sooner or later. One day, I'm going to use those five storm ravens, and no one's going to stop me. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> and you're going to smash face. It's going to be great. Uh, and also, me yeah. and Leadfoot—he uh, owns twelve of them, uh, so we're in the same Why? place. Uh, however, it gives us more options, right? Which is nice, making everything oh, pass. Okay. So that's a good stratagem. March to war, good stratagem. Purity of the machine, uh, one CP or two CP. Use the stratagem in your shooting phase when a metallic unit from your army is selected to shoot, or in the fight phase when a metallic unit from your army is selected to fight. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack. You can ignore any or all modifiers to hit and roll and to wound. This unit, uh, if this unit is a vehicle, this strategy can cost two CP. Otherwise, it costs one CP. It's quite nice. Here's a way of ignoring that uh, minus one to hit through trees. The problem is you're now taking yourself as Metallica rather than Mars, which means you're losing the rerolls, which is a problem. But yeah, you know, it's still nice, it's though, right? It's fine, I guess. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's just it's just what you lose compared to other things you take. Right? That doesn't mean that it isn't good on its own. If you want to run Metallica, you could do this, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So then next up, 1CP, order in anarchy. Use this strategy in your command phase that one metallic unit from your army until the end of the turn. Each time an attack made by a model in that unit targets an enemy unit within 12 inches, you can add plus one to the hit roll. Yeah, just don't combo this with purity of the machine and fuck yourself. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Leaves your own modifier. <laughs> but plus one, to hit. plus one to hit. Yeah, plus one to hit. It's really nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, it's good. Um, Extinction order is the other one, right? 
yeah. which is an epic deed stratagem. So moving on from a battle tactic ones. Uh, you use a stratagem in your shooting phase and select one area terrain feature visible to your metallic ward until the end of the phase, each time an attack made by a model in a friendly metallic unit that is within six inches of your metallic warlord targets an enemy unit within that terrain feature, get plus one to wood. Which is like so four CP, but plus one to hit, plus one to wound for a unit is significant. Yes, plus one to hit will counteract the probably minus one, but they're going to get for shooting through the trees. Yeah. Uh, but you only need one model in there, because remember, you roll your to wound rolls before you actually kill any models. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I mean, it's expensive. Uh, the enemy unit it's... has to be holy with my area terrain feature, though. It's expensive and it's very situational. Yeah, it is, but it is there, is the point. It's there if your opponent's a dobber, yes. Yeah, Knight of the Iron Cog, 1 CP. Use this strategy before huh? the battle when you are mustering your army. Oh, Select one house raven unit from your army. Civic. That unit gains the Canticles of the Omnisire ability. <laughs> I think we've seen this before, mate. We've Big seen this stocks. Yeah, we have. It, it's literally the same strategy. Uh, and it's considered <laughs> to have the Adeptus Mechanicus keyword for the purposes of this ability. The inclusion of this unit in your army does not prevent Adeptus Mechanicus in your army does using any rules. Mean? They're taking it out of the Admet Codex when it drops. Because the Admet Codex currently has a strategy that allows you to treat a knight as being uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh, are they taking it out? No, I think that this will just be in the Mechanicus one as well. Oh, maybe. Not Why would it be one where you could just use the other one? Maybe it's slightly cheaper. Maybe the other one's going to be 2CP because this one specifies you have to be Metallica and Raven. Yeah. Whereas the Admet one is literally everything. Or maybe, so maybe they'll have like, like Riser will be riser and another like of the um of the night households does that make sense yeah maybe they'll buddy oh, up a night household with game, a forge that's why okay fair enough yeah yeah hermanester's read the book good for hermanester good job yeah uh, uh yeah. is exal exaltation oh no hold on is can it... we go back to that because that's actually probably oh, quite a big deal yeah yeah because you basically good. so because you have to pay one cp at the moment per turn to affect a knight by the canticles. So if I want canticles yes. to affect my knight, I have to pay one CP. So basically it's gone from the cost of five CP to the cost of one CP. So really it's like a net gain. Um, and it's not something you have to remember or anything like that, which is genuinely really, really good. Like very yeah. strong. Um, and putting a knight in your army is, you know, we talked about making like a big smash character running up the board. Man, that's what a knight can be if you really want it to be. Do you know what I mean? I don't think maybe putting knights inside your mechanical forces is the, is the pro move at the moment. Uh, but it's yeah. still there, right? Yeah, and uh, maybe if you're taking one big knight and you want to get value by getting canticles on it for the entire game, House Ravens are one to go for because it's historically we've known that one big House Raven knight has been quite effective. Uh, not necessarily recently, but it has been a thing in the past where if you want to go for that one big knight, that is the direction you go in, right? Um, I don't know how much value you get out of it, just because as you change your canticles, a lot of the time it doesn't really benefit the knight. Mainly you just be doing it to get like real ones to hit on the knight, but it's it's good value. It's pretty, I mean, if you're going to do it, it's a cheap way of doing it, right? Especially if you just have that one knight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think real ones hit, obviously, on a big knight is pretty big for that turn <laughs> where they go crazy, yeah? Mm. Um Okay, so Omnicize Exaltation. After you, Thomas. Oh, so Omnicize Exaltation. Once I just go back up, there we go. So, uh, this is a 1CP stratagem, so immediately it looks like it's probably going to be a toolbox. So, use the stratagem in the morale phase. It's a toolbox. There we go. Now we already know. When an enemy unit that is within 6 inches of a Metallica unit from your army is selected to take a morale test, 
<laughs> until the end of the phase, subtract one from the combat attrition test taken for that enemy unit. Um, so it basically just makes more shit run away in the, in the morale phase. Yeah. So if there's actually, there's actually six inches of Metallica unit. So in the Drakari version of this, there's actually a really good way you can, where you can make stuff run away in attrition on ones, twos, threes, and fours. Because effectively what this does, Tom, is if the unit's below half strength, the unit will be running away on one, two, threes. Yeah, but it's still one of those where you lose one model and then you lose two, like two-thirds of the unit, but you'll still have models left, and that's most of the time all you need. Eighth edition, or sorry, ninth edition is about wiping things because you realistically only need like one or two little bits and bobs on the objective. And if you have that, you have that. So it's also although, situational. It's also situational as fuck. So, so here's my thing. Morale has changed, and I kind of like how morale has changed. The problem is, although it is, if you were just taking a, a game where you were just trying to remove as many of your opponent's little pieces as possible, uh, but it would be great. The problem is, within the context of ninth edition, losing most of your unit doesn't actually have a massive impact because your the game is entirely about handshaking traits. Uh, I am lobbing things into the middle, aware that they are going to die, and if a couple of models live that is a bonus. And therefore, if I am having to try and remove those units that I've lobbed into the center, so let's say me, Tom 1 lobs a unit in and Tom 2 needs to remove it. Tom 2 can't get, rely on the morale phase, even if it's 1 to 4s on combat attrition. I, I remove you. I need to kill all of you. Otherwise, you're still going to be on that objective. You're going to be denying me primaries in my turn and you're going to be scoring primaries in your turn, so a minimum of a 10-point swing, most likely. Good points, and I agree with you. I do feel like there maybe is a conversation about potentially tagging units, doing some damage, and trying mm. to force some morale checks, and then for attrition tests. Yeah, but I don't think inside the mechanicum force that's the point, and I think you make a yeah. good point there. Yeah. Last up then, because nothing's really stood out apart from maybe the knight stratagem, um, is blaring glory, which is one okay. CP. Use the stratagem in the fight phase or in the opponent's shooting phase. Select one enemy unit that's within six inches of metallic unit from your army. Till the end of that phase, your opponent cannot re-roll any dice rolls made for attacks by that model in that enemy unit. So, here's, here's a good comparison. You take a Metallica detachment of Catathron Destroyers. Now, obviously, you're using the re-rolls, right? You then give it the uh, Mechanicus Defense Cohort. Yeah. Whereby you're overwatching on fives. You've got that other stratagem. But um, there was a defensive stratagem, wasn't there? Uh, it's set to defend. Yeah, yeah, set to defend. And then you plot this on it, whereby you can't reroll to, to hit them, right? And also you can just shoot them off uh, in your own shooting phase as well with your Catron Destroyers whilst you're in combat. It makes you really hard to charge, man. Your damage output isn't quite as strong, but do you really need the rerolls if you're only getting line of sight on certain things anyway? No. You could make a big bricky Catron Destroyer army and just walk it up the board and say, I am unchargeable. Which is cool, right? Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, I, th I think it could be fun. We might have to give yeah. that a go. So overall, it uh, might be shit, but it's worth voicing. I mean, that's 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 basically what how it all works. Uh, yeah, so exactly. overall, Twitch <laughs> chat and also Tom, um, like so, look, having this be the first supplement that we looked at, uh, mm -hmm. and also the first thing, how do you how do you kind of feel about it? Pretty good, uh, B plus, I think. Um, it it's one of those where I, I, it's not like there was a quota of you need to take this many years from this cat, like force organization tree chart whatever and this many units from this one and if you do you get a bonus and therefore you end up with completely unintended effects like water spiders hopping around being unkillable wounding everything on twos hitting on twos like you yep. did in seventh um 
in this one, it's very much controlled, much like it was with the uh, previous ones in Vigilus. I'm still not a fan of the bloat, but it's not game-breaking or too difficult to digest so far. But we'll have to see with the Knights one. Okay. All right. I think, I think the supplement was fine. I think the mm. supplement didn't add a lot of flavor to the army, if I'm honest. I didn't feel like it did a lot. I don't know if you thought it did a lot, but I don't feel like it did a lot. Which maybe for a supplement is what we want. We don't want it to be. I don't think it really expanded how you played the army particularly interestingly, which I think is a bit of a shame. Uh, and so uh, I, I rate it as a like meh um, and just some more random stuff. But maybe you'll see some genuine play. Who knows in the future? I kind of like it. It gives you some more options. I'm all right with it. Not okay. too bad. All right. Next up. Next up is the Terminus Est Assault Force. So this uh, is the uh. Death Guard yep. um, uh, Special Detachment, um, or whatever they're called. Uh, army <laughs> of Renown. Uh, and now mm. the restrictions are your army cannot include any units with the vehicle keyword. Pretty big. Unfortunate uh, flesh mowers. Yeah, unfortunate for those guys. But at least uh, hopefully they'll make Jim stop taking fucking defilers. That might be useful. More defilers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Your Defile my eyes in... that shit. Holy <laughs> shit. Your army cannot include Mortarian. Again, another trap. Uh, your All units in your army must be Death Guard, and if they're from a play company, they must be drawn <clears throat> from Harbinger's sub-faction. I don't know, dude. Mm, uh... I, before we go any further, I just want to TLDR this. In love with all of this stuff. Yeah? I just want to point this out. Right? I think this is big stonks and also super fun. Um, uh, JJ number 10 do we think uh, Tyranids will turn with these books yes they will uh, definitely uh, mm -hmm. big stonks also on the Tyranids also JJ I'm printing out a great Tyranid board you'll love it I can't wait for you to come over and see uh, right so um, uh, so then you've got to go from Harbingers and I'm vibe on Harbingers Tom I know, not, that yeah. any, not that anyone takes it but it's cool and if your army includes Typhus why wouldn't it he's so hyper efficient because you can't be... legally include him in the army uh, that's yeah. why it wouldn't yeah, but <laughs> We will. And then if Typhus is your warlord, he gains the Harbinger of Death warlord trait in addition to any other warlord trait he knows. So an additional warlord trait on top of Typhus, again, like versus his, uh, like in addition to his other ones. So big stonks there. because you're yes. So you're already running Harbingers. Here's a way to make Harbingers maybe better or different, at least. Benefits, though. All units in your army gain the Terminus S Assault Force word. You have access yeah. to the Terminus S Assault Force, Warlord Traits, blah, blah, blah. Death Guard Psychers can do the Festus Discipline, and uh, units in your army gain the Outbreak Assault ability described below. So, there's already a problem with this, in that because you have to take Harbingers, I'm not saying Harbingers are bad, but the typical Death Guard build at the minute is you take uh, two bricks that are based around the Mortarians and Mostratagem and the Noxious Bloatbringer. And what that effectively means is, I won't go into the details, but you basically take two little bricks and walk kind of down the sides, off-center uh, of the board, and they're basically unchargeable. Uh, if you're taking an army of Harbringers, you are reducing that down to one brick, which completely invalidates the entire identity of the army and it makes it harder for you to push the corners. Uh, so it basically means you have to run an entirely different build if you're going to make it work competitively. Yeah, but you can try and build something which was... You can, which, not saying yeah. you can't, yeah. Right, okay, so uh, let's talk about the benefits. Uh, we talked about that. So the uh, Outbreak Assault ability, when placing Terminus S Assault Force units into a strategic reserve, do not use the table in the Warhammer 40,000 core book to determine how many Ooh. command points it costs. Instead, the command points required to place an Assault Force unit in strategic reserve are shown in the table below. 
Yeah. It costs more. It costs more. <laughs> that's a benefit, apparently. Uh, apparently, that's a benefit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> however, if a tournament, if basically a bubonic Astartes unit plays into strategic reserves in the reinforcement step, um, uh, one of your movement phases, instead of running from uh, the table edge, basically it can deep strike. So instead of doing it as we know, you can deep strike it. So it does give you an option to deep strike Plague Marines. Yes. Yeah. And basically. chat is going for, yeah. And Which is cool. possessed, I guess. Yes. Um, so that, that's one. Uh, now, I guess that's okay, but really people are already very narratively painting a lot of um, Death Shroud Terminators who obviously have a teleport. Already deep striking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> already deep striking. Yeah, but it is um, something unique you can do. The Death Shroud Terminators are built for the list that I previously alluded to, whereas a lot of the stuff I think people... Uh, could be building right now uh, would work with this specifically, right? The Death Shrouds aren't necessarily for an army like this. No, 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 no. But it so it allows you to kind of do that, and then maybe have I don't know. You could have some deep striking um, uh, plane marines, and they're fairly scary. Like making the charge is going to be the tough part, but they're <laughs> they're tanky, right? Um, it allows you can I guess it allows you to drop plane marines down and then drop a character with them as well. Because like they'll have like so you could also drop characters, which is I guess something. So if you wanted to drop I don't know a plague surgeon or a fight last guy next to your death shroud, this gives you the option to do that. So then you can drop them down. If you don't make the charge, you're like cool. I'm on this part of the board, and I'm. But then it's hard to cover the board anyway. Right. So yeah. the warlord trait, the harbinger of death. Blah, 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 That's blah, a good blah, name. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a good one. I mean. I feel like sometimes they, they shoot their load. They're like, "Who? You, you, what, you're not going to give that to anyone else now in the whole game? Yeah. Um, while an I enemy think the Nightbringer has something like that, no? But that's is okay. he scored Harbinger of Death as well? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Necrons that have very creative names. Well, uh, anyway. So while an enemy model with a leadership characteristic of seven or less is within three inches of this Warlord, the, unit, the model's unit cannot make use of the objective secured Ooh. or any similar abilities. Wait a minute. So if I have a unit of dudes for our leadership seven and then the sergeant is leadership eight so long as there's some dude in there with leadership seven my entire unit loses objective secured while an enemy model with a leadership yeah well no because i know because yeah because the whole unit counts as having leadership eight because of the sergeant or does it or do you not just take the leadership test on the sergeant good argument to to be faq'd chat go chat go find out out right uh, the model cannot perform any actions. That's okay, Scramblers was already fucked. Carry on. But like, but still, uh, the model unit cannot make use of objective secured. I think is actually pretty key. So interesting. In addition, while one or more enemy models are in range of this aura, add one to this warlord's attack characteristic, which on Typhus is pretty good because he's pretty baller in combat. Like, and don't forget, this is just a free additional warlord trait that you're sticking on top of Typhus. So, like. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna snoop, put my, turn my nose up at free warlord trait, right? No, exactly. Especially if you're taking Typhus anyway, who's great value if you are legally allowed to take him in, 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 in a detachment. Uh, I was just typing something to the chat, basically asking if uh, the entire unit counts as the leadership of a sergeant for the purposes of morale checks, or if it counts as it permanently for the entire phase. Uh, we'll find out that one later. I guess it's not massively important because I don't think it's something that's that's massively. Going to going to make a huge difference, although it it is cool. 
Uh, although you probably hope that if you're within three inches of something, it probably dies anyway. It's just if you want to use some stratagems to expand that and make it nine inches and then just push people off objectives just by standing there. Right, okay. I mean, I don't mind that. I think it's free. It's nice. It's not overpowered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's right? flavorful is what it is. Agreed. I can't do any actions if I'm trying to gag, to be honest. So, understandable. <laughs> That's true. Right, so stratagems uh, that we've got here. Uh, and apparently people in the chat, I won't name names uh, because I don't want to give them the, the credit. They're telling me that I need <laughs> to stop trying to make Plague Marines work. But I won't stop. Can't stop, won't no. stop is the important part. Mainly can't stop because I don't have any of the other models to paint. So, it's, it's true. It's true. So I, so I must this is why Twitch to try. Is so important. <laughs> so, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Twitch. Thank you, Twitch and everyone. Uh, right, so <laughs> Rotten Tide. 2CP or 3CP, Tom. Use this stratagem in the reinforcement step of your movement phase. Select a Terminus Est Assault Force mm. Poxwalkers unit from your army that is below half strength and remove it from the battlefield or... Select a Terminus Est Assault Force Poxwalkers unit from your army that has been destroyed. Set it up that unit at its starting strength, wholly within six inches of the battlefield edge, other than uh, the enemy's battlefield edge, and more than nine inches away from the enemy models. Can you use this strategy once? If that unit has a starting strength of ten or fewer models, it's two CP, otherwise it's three CP. So it's tied of straighters. Tied of it, no, it's not quite that even, mate. It's unstoppable green tide because you have to be under half. Yeah, and also... Also, we're an orky the, channel. Yeah. Also, yeah, we are an orky channel, true. <laughs> How dare we? The, uh, but also, the unit can be dead. It's true. You just I get do to have to turn... to units under half strength, right? Hold up. So, so wait. Use a strategy with the reinforce. Uh, you have to select a unit from your army. And if it's dead, it's not in your army now. Uh, I don't know. I think you could do that. I think that makes sense. We're being so pedantic today. Like <laughs> I was pedantic on the wall of trait, and then here we are with this thing. <laughs> the right. clout. That's what we're here for. The clout. We are a narrative walk channel. It's uh, true. But yeah, a, a green tide for poxwalkers for three mm. CP. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. Uh, Although it's funny. You need it to is some funny. More poxwalkers, mate. You need to make sure you got enough. I mean, Take it is nice. You could maybe like trade off with a unit of poxwalkers. So the poxwalkers on the objective, they have to push the poxwalkers off. You charge into them, and then you tied on the poxwalkers to get something in the back of the board. Not bad. Tell you what, mate. You could like throw some poxwalkers up, just a small unit of ten. Then you can tide it and bring it on your opponent's backfield turns four onwards. The scramble is. Yeah, let's go for that. <laughs> but let's not. Uh, all right. So what? You don't seem to like the rotting tide. How dare you? Fine. Uh, I thought everyone I, thought poxwalkers were good. I thought yeah, everyone right, thought poxwalkers were good. What am I? Like, I never said it was bad, mate. What are you on about? I think you're implying what I thought, mate. <laughs> you might be a bit right, though. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Next point. one is unleash the horde that's yes. 2 CP. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, use this strategy in your movement phase when a Terminus Est Assault Force poxwalkers unit from your army is selected to move or in the fight phase when a Terminus Est Assault Force poxwalkers unit from your army is selected to fight until the end of turn, add three inches to the move characteristic um, of that army, and each time those models pile in, they can move an additional three inches. Six-inch mm. pile-in on Poxwalkers is Great. pretty cool. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, there's a lot of Poxwalkery shit here, and it works well because you're half-inches already. So I'm a big fan of a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, everyone obviously letting you know that Poxwalkers can't do actions. Yeah, I know. That was kind of a joke. You can't do scramblers anyway. But yeah, uh, good point. Yeah, and yeah, but they, they can only do poops on objectives. This is all they can do. 
Um, yeah. I like that one. On objectives. That's true. Additional three-inch piling. Mm. As someone who's staring down the barrel, listen, 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 podcast bros. I hope you're well, and <laughs> ladies, both of you, and Twitch watching live. I mean, the as someone staring too, down right? the barrel of having to paint up forty to sixty pox walkers for his competitive Death Guard army, I want other reasons to paint them and to give me motivated. So just, just give me this. Does that make sense? Like, where's my where's my uh, Mephitic Blight Hauler stratagems? That's my real question. I've got seven of them, Tom, doing nothing. <laughs> Not doing, doing anything in this, mate, because you can't, can't take vehicles in it. <laughs> no. All right. So Pestilent Drop is a 2CP stratagem. Do you want to tell us what it does? Yeah, sure. So use this in your reinforcement step of your movement phase. So that's at the end of your movement phase. Uh, when you set up a terminus assault force from your army on the battlefield using the Outbreak Assault uh, rule, which is the deep strike thing we spoke about earlier, or you can just use a teleport strike, basically when you deep strike down. Um, you then select one contagion of null ability that that unit has, and it's the end of the turn. The contagion range of that ability is 12 inches for that unit. So effectively, that just means you can hit um, other things with it. Now, it's not cumulative with other bonuses. So basically, you drop down outside 9 inches, you make your range 12, and you hit uh, anything that you're just dropping down in front of with the contagion ability that you have. Uh, that is then obviously context dependent upon how useful your contagion ability is. If something's at the front in 9th edition, it probably means that you're happy to trade it. So I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. And uh, it's also two more CP compared to the CP you've already spent uh, dropping down in the first place. So it's it, it's expensive and I don't know how useful it's going to be. So I don't know how often you see this. Maybe you see it turns four or five where you start to grind for your opponent a bit and you can start to contagion up a couple of more useful things. But as you don't really have too much ranged uh, weaponry in the Death Guard arsenal anyway, uh, although also, as it says, you, you don't drop down turn four or five anyway, but you drop down turn three maybe. And then you hit it with a range of weapons that you don't have because if you are close enough to charge them, you don't need to be a 12-inch contagion range anyway. So I don't know how often you're going to see this. I don't think you are, so agreed with you. There we are. Carry on. But good <laughs> Speaking of which, is... Cal we, you could say, Rob, we have Callus differing out for this stratagem. <laughs> we do, which is good. This is the go. name of the next stratagem. Hey! Use this stratagem in your <laughs> shooting phase. You select one bubonic Astartes Terminus as the Salt Force unit from your army that is eligible to shoot. Until the end of the turn, models in that unit can target enemy units within engagement range of friendly Ploxwalkers or Plague Follower units from your army. However, each time one of that unit makes an attack against enemy unit with engagement range um, of a friendly Poxwalkers, you must subtract one from the hit roll. And if the hit roll is not successful, you end up shooting your Plague Walkers, uh, sorry, uh, Plague Followers or Poxwalkers instead. Mm. 2CP, terrible stratagem. Hey, mate, shoot Poxwalkers, get them down, then bring them off and do the scramblers that you can't do. Do you know what? I, <laughs> reading through all of this, quite disappointed in the in this particular one. one yeah what do you think i mean you already have 86 rules rob so the kind of reaching at the bottom of the barrel to find you more ones <laughs> so yeah i don't think it's see too much unlike the admec one which i think actually has some flavor and might see some use just I, because it's kind of cool this one not really nah could i say that logan's idea is probably the best idea that if you're losing you could just spend two cp to just take your frustration <laughs> out on your own pox walkers just be like you fucking idiots <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, <laughs> I think, mate, we're going to rescue it with the relics and the psychic powers, mate. Oh, That's man. What we're going to do. Well, no, because, no, because, oh, wait, for what? For Terminus Est? Yeah, yeah. You get Festa Discipline. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. Of course, Festa Discipline. Uh, right, yeah. Um, 
uh, doesn't seem very good so far, this particular army Not, of renown. But we do it. have the gift of infection, which is totally different to the gift of contagion. Please of course. tell me what it yeah. is. It's a malediction, which it describes it as having a name, which is very interesting because in 7th edition, you had definitions for psychic powers. Malediction, blessing, witchfire, which was like psychic shooting attacks. Uh, I can't remember the other two. But there are a bunch of names for different types of psychic power, and then rules from in the core book. That's You've cool. got those here, which is which is interesting to see. So, gift of infection has a warp charge value of seven, and if manifested, you can select one enemy unit within eighteen inches of the psyker. And until the start of your next psychic phase, they have minus one toughness. This is not cumulative with other bonuses to being death guard. Which oh my god, is... they love dropping yeah. down the bon the toughness. It's like a new thing. They're like they only do it once, despite despite how many ways they have to do it. You know. Yeah. Okay. All right, that sucks. Long Rot mm. uh, is a malediction, Tom. Cast of seven. Um, and then you take an enemy unit within 18 inches of this Psyker until within the start of their next Psychic phase. Ooh, okay, your next Psychic phase. The unit cannot advance. Whatever. Good, that's good. Yeah. Each time that unit is selected to charge, only eligible units within six inches can be selected for tar target charge. That's pretty cool. That's really good, especially when you can't advance. Exactly. And each time a charge roll is made for that unit, it cannot be re-rolled. I like that. 18-inch range is normally a problem, but the problem is it's a problem because you like to get charged with that. It's Hang. nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, fuck you, unit. Uh, all right, I really like that. Do you need to um, set one of the units psycho? You don't need to draw line of sight to it either. No. Nice. So you can slob out or repent you in the middle of a, uh, of a ruin. Yeah. They can only move six inches. They can't advance, but they can only charge six inches, which completely neuters a miracle dice. So we've got a threat range of 12. Oh, look, they can't charge you. Hooray. We're into this. Long rot at 10 plus, you get. Pernicious mm. dose is a blessing. Cast on mm. a seven, and you pick a friendly unit within six inches until the start of the next psychic phase. Each time a model on that unit makes an attack with a plague weapon, you can re roll the hit roll as opposed to just re roll ones. It's pretty nice. Until the next psychic phase, each time a model makes a unit with a plague weapon. Is it even in combat? No, it's just any. Yeah, pity plague weapons are, I don't know, probably going to either kill in melee anyway or are shit in shooting. Yeah, I guess so. Like, wouldn't be too bad. Like, if you wanted to bang this on a um, uh, a thud gun, what's it called? Um, I forgot. Uh, mate. I know you can do the. I know you can do the. Although you can you do that if you can't have vehicles in your army? Oh, you can't. Yeah, because it's not yeah. Vehicle, it's Only vehicle. thing you can really do is take a plague marine brick and use all the stratagems to make them plague weapons on their bolters, and then do that. Uh, I, suppose you could do it, I suppose you could do it on the two d six boy. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah, like so that's pretty good. Like auto hitting. Um, so this is a Lord of Virulence, is what I'm talking about with his two d six flamer auto hitting and then rerolling to wound. It's pretty cool. Um, but whatevs. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Noxious discharge is what Rob did before the show started. Um... Is what's the what's it do? It's a witch fire attack. It's a witch fire attack, and it has a twelve inch range, and it's manifested on a six. And the, oh, fuck's sake. All right, are you ready for some sheer power that's going to come out of this one, Rob? Raw power. If you cast it, the target unit suffers one mortal wound, and all units within three inches of that unit, excluding Nurgle units, take one mortal wound. Okay. Okay, okay. we can move on. Rotwind, okay. Malediction, cast on a seven, and you pick an enemy unit within 18 inches. Until the start of the next psychic phase, each time a mod that unit makes an attack, reduce the armor penetration of that attack by two. That's good. Wow. That's I great like that. to a minimum of AP zero. But it reduces it by two. Ooh. I'm a big fan of that one. 
Yeah. Each time yeah. a model that unit makes an attack, reduce. So if you uh, if you picked like um, a multi-purpose unit that was like, let's say it had like I don't know, like a gun, uh, like a good gun and also a good combat attack, you'd be affecting it in both phases as well. Mm-hmm. Especially nice. mate, if you're a demon prince flying around with psychic like powers. Uh yeah yeah yeah. Not, yeah, bad. Uh, Not bad at all. Not bad. Uh, apparently, I can't use a particular word for a collection of models. It's okay, but what if Games Workshop uses the rule and the word, and then we quote them? <laughs> yeah, it's all worked. Yeah. Uh, I like yeah. Rotwind. Rotwind and Lungrot. Those are, yeah, those are some psychic powers. Yeah, yeah. Sit take... out of your friends, fly around. In fact, yeah. what's the specific wording? Do you have to take all your powers from that tree if you? Yeah, you do. Choose... Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay, but you can cho- you can choose from both trees. Yes, but you have to take either all from the first tree or all from this tree. So you can't yeah. take Rotwind and Miasma Pestilence, for example. No. Okay. No, no. But like a Mephit Blight, not a Mephit Blight Hauler. Blah. Uh, in no way. A Playcaster with Long Rot and Rotwind is going to cause some mischief on the board. Like, anyway. Uh, but they're also fairly tough to cast. They're cast on sevens, so not easy. Then you've got Accelerated Entropy, which is the last psychic power in the Festa Discipline, which is cast on a seven. Uh, you select an enemy model within 12 inches and visible. Both players then roll 1d6 and add the model's toughness characteristic. If your result is higher than your opponent's, the enemy suffers three mortal wounds. If your result is double your opponent's or more than double your opponent's, the enemy suffers d3 plus three mortal wounds instead. So no one's ever taking the psychic power. So, no, that's true. Yeah, no can even allow it. We can that's forget fine. about that forever and ever. See you later, Shugo. Uh, loads of Bye. love. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, and then finally, Tom, do you want to take us through the relics? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I can do. Um, this You're not impressed with like. this at all, are you? It's filthy senses, mate. Add plus six inch range to the psychic powers manifested by the bearer. Uh, if the psychic power specifies two ranges, like Noxious Discharge, add six inches to the first range specified. So you can make your Rotbringer or Rotwind 24 inch range. You can make your lung rot 24 inch range. I quite like that one, mate. I quite like that one, especially when you're flying around as a demon prince, mate. Big fan. Alternatively, if you want to make him as big and beefy as you can, so making that big, beefy brick character we were talking about earlier, you can take the mark of the Terminus Est, which is plus one to your strength, and each time an attack is made against a bearer, you cannot reroll the wound roll. Another one of those, mate. Another one of those. And also, once per battle, when a saving throw is failed uh, for the bearer, you can use... Oh, wait, what? When a saving oh, throw is failed you... for the bearer. <laughs> Fuck's sake, that's so badly worded. <laughs> that's so badly phrased. So, once per battle, you can turn a failed saving throw into a pass one. Boo! <laughs> Boo! I mean, it's not bad. Mark of the Terminus Est. I'll take that. Um, and then you've got Vomix. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like, plus one Vomix is virulent blight. Model equipped with a plague weapon only. Ah, Select one plague weapon the bearer is equipped with. That weapon gains the following ability. Each time the bearer shoots or fights after making its attacks, select one enemy unit that has lost any wounds as a result of attack made by this weapon. Then select one contagion of the Nurgle ability the bearer has. Till the end of the battle, the enemy unit is always considered to be within contagion range of this ability. It's quite cool, but I'm already in range with my plague weapon, and yeah. so, like, they're already dead, like, yeah. or I'm dead. So yeah, I mean, sucks. yeah. Also, the next one also sucks, not just because it's a weapon, but also it's called Kanker. Um, I'm not entirely 
No, okay, let's move on. Rock Grip is the next one. Oh, it's a weapon again. Reaper of Miseries, uh, it's a weapon again. The Rock, and... Grip's, the Rock Grip's one that got featured on the community article, and it is the Strength Times 3 one, which is the big goss. Okay, it's got a big number. Does How does that manifest in my games? Uh, nothing, but you get to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, guys. Yeah, how strong is it? You'd be like, rather than strength eight. So well, yeah, be like, how strong is that use. thunder hammer? Be like, well, actually, I know you're twice as strong, but my guy's actually thunder. three times as strong as normal. Like, on it, yeah. That's worth. That's what we worth talking about. I'd say. Uh, and then uh, the Reaper of Misery uh, is nothing. Who cares? And then the Raymond of the Atrophy for the purpose of determining the contagion range of the model's contagion nurgle ability. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, treat the current battle round as number as one higher than it actually is. Uh, this mm-hmm. is not cumulative with any other effects, so that's fine. It's basically their strategy for free, but whatever. This what it is. So overall, so that's the terminus terminus est. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. What are you? What's your like TLDR takeaway um, vibe on it? There's a couple of psychic powers I like. And there's a couple of relics I like, but I don't think it's worth dropping the ability to take vehicles and dropping the ability to take Monetarian Sandbill. You could probably do something with this. I'm sure you could. Um, and run something that would do okay. But if you're looking to play competitive Death Guard as well as you can, I don't think this holds a candle to the currently existing build. Or will have the ability to hold a candle to the existing build. Uh, so if that's your vibe, just go with what's currently out there. If running something unique is your vibe, there are things you can do here, um, specifically revolving around, I think, making a character just run around beat sticking and taking as many pox walk as you can, just being as annoying as possible, is possibly a route you could you could go down. And Typhus is already really useful in terms of his points cost when he's legally allowed in lists. Um, but overall, it's not something that excites me. But I don't really play Death Guard. What do you think, Rob? Because you play both these factions, mate. Metallica 1 seems more interesting to me. Both the Metallica sub-faction, also uh, the uh, Army of Renown, than the Death Guard one does. Because like it feels like Harbingers pushes you, obviously, to Poxwalkers anyway. And then this does nothing really to additionally add on to me wanting to play Poxwalkers. And all of the stratagems that it gives me for Poxwalkers are quite meh. But at the same time, like how would we feel if they were really, really strong? Like, they don't at, like they obviously take stuff away and you can't build your army a certain way and they don't add loads for death guard you had a couple of cool psychic powers which probably there won't be as many people ever running terminus s so when you did play against death guard you could maybe catch some people out with some cool little tricks which when, I think when that's in- how you're gonna make it work because my army's so shit but no one knows what it does well no it's not, <laughs> i don't think it makes your army it, it definitely limits what you can take in your army which is a fair point right and like you pretty much always will take a, a play burst crawler. You'll always take a play burst crawler in your army. So not being able to take a play burst crawler makes your army pretty much worse. Like so, I get it. But I also think that there is something to be said for playing an army that people aren't really expecting. And maybe the the pox walkers might be a bit of a finesse unit that you could play around with a lot. Like I imagine mm. three bricks of twenty, typhus, um, yep. and then re- and trying to make them work. I'm not saying you're going to win tournaments all the time with it. But you'll have a fun time with no, your horse. I don't even mean a fun time. I think like I think <laughs> there's some skill to learn there is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like there's there's like you could probably get really good with Poxwalkers and what they can do in the game. They're not unique. They're a bit like playing Necron Warriors and a bit like, you know, with reanimations and stuff. They're not 
perfect, but you might be able to do some janky fun stuff. Like, for instance, yeah. I, I played with a Poxwalker unit. Just, you know, when you slay a model and you put some Poxwalkers back in the unit. <laughs> That's there a thing, go. right? Yeah. yeah. Or you bring the entire unit back on a board edge for the advance. Or yeah, kill yeah, them all, yeah. otherwise, and bring them back again repeatedly. Yeah. And then so, take yeah. the scramblers. Yeah, I know that I know. I'm not saying Poxwalkers can do loads. I'm not trying to say. Tom just asked what my opinion is, and I feel like if I had some Poxwalkers or I, you know, I'd done sixty or whatever, then I feel like I could maybe play some different games. Am I planning to use it to win tournaments? No. Am I going to a tournament where? Because sometimes I personally don't go to a tournament to like I'm gonna smash face. I'd like to try an interesting army out. I think yeah. 40k and Age of Sigma and tabletop gaming, you can develop a load of skills, and you sometimes often develop those skills by playing stuff that's a bit meh. Um, oh, thanks, Will Dockerall, for donating £6.69 to the show, taking right. us to a holy number of two ninety six sixty nine. Thanks, Will. That's really appreciated. Um, so, overall, Tom, I don't hate any of them. My question back to you, thrown back to you, is... Um, yeah. And they probably are a bit of a waste of time, maybe. I guess my question to you is, how do you feel at the power level they've been put in? Do you feel that the fact that they aren't like, you can win tournaments with this level power... A good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I think the Admech one is a good thing because I think you'll see it, but I don't know if it's like drastically increased the power level. Um, I think it's entirely possible that it could, but I don't think it will. Uh, the Death Guard one, it's it just gone into my mind bin of things I don't have to remember all the... Yes. Apart from a couple of psychic powers, because... And even then, like, if I see an enemy army list and it has written on it these psychic powers, I'll just ask what they do. And then, oh, I've, I've learned that within about 30 seconds. It's not particularly difficult or engaging. Whereas the Admech one's a little bit more interesting. Um, it is worth mentioning that uh, I don't think we're covering the Drakari ones today, just yeah. because I haven't had a chance to read the new book, and therefore I can't appreciate the context in which these new stratagems, relics, and wallet traits and what have you fit in. However, we're both aware that both the Drakari book and also uh, the Drakari uh, uh, stuff inside this is stonk. Uh, it is some, stonk. The, yeah, yeah. Some, the, the stonks are huge. Uh, so uh, we're really happy for our pointy-eared dark kin brothers um, mm. in that situation. Uh, so yeah. Um, uh, Tom, uh, any questions for Tom in the chat? I'm just going to go quickly uh, fill my hydration bottle up uh, because I'm, I'm just quite thirsty. So if anyone's got any questions for Tom for a moment just before we go through the night, uh, ask him, ask so him a question. Make it, make it really tense. Uh, I, could, I might as well just go on about the... Um... I can elaborate on the Castellan robots a bit more, to be honest, because I think Castellan robots have a place in terms of they do hose down whatever they're in combat with or whatever they can see, right? I think my problem with them is in, in dense boards, which is what I'm playing on a lot at the minute with the WTC, it makes it really, really hard for you to actually utilize them fully because if you walk towards the center, it's very easy to get into combat with them, knock a couple out, and then they might shoot you and then, you know, you can then shoot other targets, but again, you're still not able to move because if you do, you have to fall out and then you can control what they're able to shoot with again, right? So I'm not a massive fan of the Castellan robots. I still think that they do have innate power. It's just within the context of the boards that I'm playing on at the minute. I don't really rate them. Also, if you then take them in, put them in an environment where they would thrive, which is a board with very little terrain on it, you might as well just take some kind of Catafron brick as well, take it with this new... Um, with this new army of renown and then just sit there and just shoot people off the board for the entire game at which point it's then more efficient to then just take those catathron breaches now the robots are cool and if you want to run the robots obviously you go for it it's your hobby and I, I don't expect any i never expect anyone to necessarily agree with me but i will still say what i think i, I think is correct 
even if even if it's wrong. Uh, you could go four one with Wildy, as I reckon. Yeah, you probably could. Um, in fact, if you go to certain certain tournaments in certain countries, you could probably go five and zero with them because you just can do. Do you think we'll see uh, Drakari in the WTC now? I think uh, teams would be mental to not put them in the top eight at the minute. Uh, so yes, uh, when I say on is hundred percent correct, hundred uh, percent. Uh, Tom, is there a tiered list with <laughs> with running without the macarons? Yes. So the polls, I think if you go back to, was it this week on the WTC Squadcast? Or rather the week before where we looked at the Polish list, list that Vladi was running. And Vladi was running a crap ton of Raveners and Tyranid Warriors, wasn't he? I think it was a week before. Now, I don't think it did very well. But the concept was there. And therefore, I think you can do it without having to run that kind of forgeful bollocks. I think... Tyranids are hamstrung and entirely reliant upon Forgeworld at the minute if you want to like hit that top level, but that doesn't mean that you can't play them at a tournament and enjoy your time and be competitive with without running different builds. Okay. Uh, what, what do you think about the uh, using the Terminus Est with Hellbrute and Possessed? Um, I haven't looked at it properly. Uh, Possessed, I, I know, have a lot of unique rules. I, I think that could be good, 100%. Uh, dropping nine inches down with all of them, you're not going to remove all of those, especially on the heavy boards. That could be very, very strong. The Hellbrew, I'm never particularly hot on, just because I, I think that it, it's too easy to shoehorn it and it's too easy to deal with, um, especially because if you're dropping it down where it's out of line of sight, then you're also dropping it down where you've now got to run around the side of a building, although it can pin down certain areas. It does, though, force your opponent to charge certain things in that are scary uh, to you. So you, let's say I had a unit Repenture. Well, I'm not going to deal with it with uh, Retributors because I can't get line of sight on you. So I have to love a Repenture, and now I'm trading my Repenture for a Hellbrute, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, Hellbrute, uh, Hellbrute Vehicle, okay. Anybody have a link to the WTC list? So the WTC list normally gets submitted in late June for the WTC. Uh, the list that we're referring to are the Greek Hammer uh, team tournament lists. If you join the Greek Hammer Discord, it is floating around, but I can't quite hold up. I don't know if I have admin privileges to invite people, but I think if you go to WTC Squadcast, you can find the list docs on the descriptions, and that will allow you to have a look at some of these lists, including Pete's. You can look for, there you go, spot on. Oh, no, that's a different one, Saj. Never mind. Go to the WTC Squadcast podcast page. You can go in the descriptions of the, uh, the podcast themselves. Specifically, if you go to one with a Polish uh, in it, with uh, with Tifus, you can look at their list and you'll be able to find Pete that specific uh, Tyranid list that, that I referenced. But if you want to find some more, there you go. In the chat. When it stays on, just blast it in the chat. Easy on it. Thank you very much, buddy. And you can go for all those. I, so these are the second round list. So these are the lists between rounds three, four, and five. So they're not including a list between rounds one and two, because at the end of round two, you were able to change your list. I think that's what the polls did with their Tyranid list. I think that they only had the Raven list for rounds one and two, so you probably still need to go to the WTC Squadcast podcast page specifically for that list. But for the current lists uh, that all the teams are running, check that one out. That's really useful. All right. Should we crack on? Yeah. What do you want to do? Uh, we should, well, we've only got the one left, the, the Free Blades. Uh, oh, we have free blades. Oh, yeah. right, it's back up here. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, there. So, free blades because we're not doing Jakari today. Um, Correct. Yeah. And so, uh, the free blade lance is the army of renown. Uh, there are some restrictions though. All units in your army must be free blades. Uh, <laughs> we probably could just move on from here. Uh, but when determining which qualities 
and burdens each Freeblade Lance must uh, model in your army has. They cannot have a quality or burden that another Freeblade Lance model in your army has until all other qualities or burdens have been gone. So those are the mm. restrictions, Tom. Benefits. Yeah. All units in your army gain the Freeblade uh, free Lance keyword. You have access to the Freeblade Lance Warlord trait, Relic and Stratagem. Every Freeblade Lance model in your army can have a qualities and burdens um, uh, rather than just one Freeblade per detachment. Mm-hmm. And Freeblade Lance characters in your army gain the legendary knight ability. So they're all legendary because they're all characters. Yeah, they're all characters. <laughs> Add one to the leadership characteristic of this model. Okay. Uh, and when giving qualities and burdens to this model, you can use the following method instead of the method presented in the codex. Select two from the quality table and select one from the burden table. Yeah, and so it's before... the same as Free Blades in the current nightbook. Yeah. Effectively. Remember that when determining qualities and burdens, each Free Blade Lance in your army has, they cannot have a quality and burden that another Free Blade Lance model in your army has. Okay, you got any thoughts on that initially, Tom? It's the same as normal, so nothing has changed as far as I'm concerned. Okay, right, so... Okay, next up. Sorry. You're right, mate. No, you're fine. Uh, Warlord traits. Uh, so the quality and burden uh, sections, I believe, are still in the um, the main codex, right? So I don't really think there's too much of a change there, is there really? Apart what? from the leg- well, I'm trying to find out what the legendary knight thing is. I'm having a uh, think around my photographic memory, and I can't find it. What's a legendary knight? Oh, it's just you take the quality of the burdens which you were previously taking anyway. What the hell? So what's changed? Uh, <laughs> I, I think there has been a change. I think I'm I trying think, to find but, out what but, it is. I think previously, Tom, you take one, you take one. Uh, don't you get one burden for one quality? And Maybe now it's two for one, and now it's two for yeah, one. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's fair. Um, is what oh, you could pick is. two. Yeah. 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 Okay. Normally you would roll two and that still take. Or the pick, you either roll two or you pick one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, picking two is way better. Okay, fine. Uh, so then, please, please continue. There's a great question yeah. from Brian Sparillo in the chat. Some hot goss I did not know. No, I didn't know it either. Um, so, should we move it out? No, well, apparently The Art of War is leaving uh, Frontline Gaming, which makes sense. Uh, I, I don't see what Frontline Gaming is actually providing for them now, to be honest. Um, you know what I mean? I like, they're kind of doing their own thing anyway. Uh, so, them being separate kind of makes sense. Maybe because also frontline gaming has been bought by Ukraine as well, but I mean, we don't want to encourage competitive play, mate. That's unacceptable. Competitive play. I'm, I'm not going to be one of those talking heads talking about Accept. salacious rumors that Games Workshop have bought I, the ITC. Well, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not commenting on that salacious rumor. <laughs> How yeah, dare you? Aton so Weybrook, evil, evil. <laughs> okay. Um, please continue. Okay, so Warlord Traits. If a Freeblade Lands character model is your Warlord, then you can have a, uh, the Warlord Trait below instead of one from another source. So if I'm just looking at the top section, if I'm taking somewhere where I'm going to be taking lots of Freeblade Knights, that's probably going to be like Armagers and what have you, uh, where you probably want to take one of the custom traits from uh, Psychic Awakening right now, assuming that hasn't been phased out. Um, so... Realistically, I still think that's better than taking free blades. Now, what could swing it is you don't really have too many useful warlord traits. So let's see if Echoes from the Past swings it back for me. Uh, this warlord trait gains and benefits from one household tradition, selected from those described in Codex Imperial Knights, so not Psychic Awakening, uh, even though they are free blade. Write down this tradition on your army roster or crusade card uh, when this warlord trait is selected. That's not good for Armagus, but maybe it's good for... Um, 
Hold up. Oh, that's a pro- okay. So you benefit from a household tradition, which is the standard rules you get, like the admec dogma. Yeah. But you don't get the keywords, so you can't use the stratagems. Mm-hmm. So it's the opposite of the admec thing. Yeah. In terms Indeed. of, yeah, the admec you can use the stratagems, but you don't get the dogma. This you get the dogma, but you can't use the stratagems. Not a fan of that. That doesn't work for me. Uh, Relic. If your army is led by a three-layer lance warlord, you can, when mustering your army, give the following heirloom of the noble houses relic to a three-layer lance character model from your army instead of one from another source. The uh, named bringer of justice. The bringer of justice. Named characters cannot be given this relic. There is one named character, and no one ever takes it. Uh, it's a weapon. <laughs> So it's uh, the model is equipped with a Reaper ch- uh, chainsaw only. So I believe that's only for the gallants and wardens have it, right? Or do they have the fist? Uh, gallants have I don't know. Gallants definitely have a sword and a uh, and a fist, right? So I think it's probably gallants. Um, so models equipped with Reaper chainsaw only, and you can have two modes: the strike, which is uh, strength two, AP minus four, damage six, and sweep, which uh, is uh, strength user, so strength A, AP minus 3, damage 2, but you take two hit rolls instead of one. Not a massive fan of this, I'm going to be honest, because I don't think the strike is particularly different to the normal version. And the sweet variant, just use your feet, brother. <laughs> like, just use your feet. Stomp, stomp, stomp. That's what knights are for. Yeah, just exactly. stomp. Yeah, yeah. There's Especially nothing, when you're a gallant. There's nothing that you're trying to do that big flat six damage to. Yeah, uh, it's just right, a middle strat- strat- that you never take. Yeah. Some stratagems. Brothers and sisters in burden. I didn't realise that. Yeah, that's very progressive. Very progressive. Well, well done, night household. So progressive and proud. I'm glad of you. you've clarified what's behind that uh, that genital uh, plate that they have in between their legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so uh, one CP use this strategy at the start of your turn. Select one free blade lance character model from your army. All friendly free blade lance characters in six inches do not have to test for any burdens they have this turn. That's cool. useful. But it's um, one CP. That's very useful. I'm a big very fan. Very useful. Uh, strength from exile is one CP or two CP. Use this strategy mm. in your shooting phase when a free blade lance model from your army is selected to shoot, or in the fight phase when it's uh, chosen to shoot uh, to fight. Sorry. Until the end of the phase, while that model is more than twelve inches away from any friendly models, each time it makes an attack, re-roll a hit roll of one and re-roll a wound roll of one. Uh, if that model is in a caster's class or dominus class model. This stratagem costs two CP, otherwise it costs one make. CP. Yeah, um, just gallant launch, go, boom. Yeah, uh, but it's only re-roll a hit roll of one and a one wound roll of one. Yeah, but you always hit on uh, twos anyway because you're a gallant, uh, especially if you're casting um, Machine Spirit Resurgent, which allows you to act on top bracket because gallants hit on melee and on twos, remember? And uh, if you strength eight, you're ruining most of the time on twos anyway. So you're getting a lot of rerolls there. So there's a good chance you're going to be getting 15 wounds at D3 damage if you minus two with your feet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Deeds mm. of Legend is a CP. Use your These are all very cheap, aren't they? Most, actually, most of the strategies in ninth edition are very cheap. Like, they're all like one, two CP. There's, like... Apart from the Death Guard ones that were awful, but we went through a minute ago. But apart from them, we don't, think, we don't care about those. They're already yeah, out of the, my head. Yeah, those, those are some weird, expensive Pops Walker ones. But like, yeah, I, I mean, generally in the codexes, most stratagems are quite cheap. Like, the, the power of stratagems has come down, in my opinion, quite a bit. But, like, mm. they're still useful, don't get me wrong. They're still, they're still good, yeah. yeah, but they're not what they were, right? We're halfway to Universal Special Rules, like I want. That's what, yeah, that's very what close. Fun. We're very come close. On. Come on. Get, take me all the way back to hit and run, plug and play into your fucking doggo star. That's what we want to see. <laughs> Deeds of Legend, 1 CP. 
Use this stratagem in any phase when a free blade lancer model from your army destroys an enemy vehicle or monster. That model gains one quality of your choice for the rest of the battle. This must be a quality that model does not already have and cannot be a quality that another free blade lancer in your army already has. If you set the indomitable quality and that model hasn't lost any wounds, it regains one lost wound. You can only use this stratagem once. Fine. Whatever. No one took free blades anyway. This is already wasting everyone's time. But yeah. we will continue. Um, <laughs> and then favorite knight, which is 2CP. Use this stratagem before the battle when you are mustering your army. Select one of the free blade lance characters model from your army that has one heirloom with the noble houses relic. That model can have a second heirloom of the noble houses relic and that relic... Uh, Blair. Oh, Tom Scott. Um, each relic in your army must be unique. You can only use the stratagem once. Okay. Sorry, Rob. While you were reading out useless stratagems, I went to go and find my knight's box so I could see what difference they were for, for House Raven. Uh, and then I got tea dropped off. So now I'm still trying to find my knight's book because I am blind. Oh, buddy. It's going to be um, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, didn't... Uh, wait, Skins Workshop start strat calling out affecting Forgeord. Is that a first, says Herminister? Could well be. Could well. No, um, is there not another version of them? No, I'm sure they have. Uh, they talk about the Acastus and Dominus class in the actual Knight Codex? The Last Knight Codex? Or maybe in Psychic Awakening? Uh, they called out the Acastus class. I think they might have done Psychic Awakening. I don't think I saw anything in the actual uh, Night Codex. But I can check for you now, Rob, because I'm about to compare and contrast House Raven with House Raven. Yeah, all right. So uh, just a quick tip. So, oh, let's go through House Raven, then we'll talk about the whole thing as a whole, shall we? Mm. Uh, so, that was the, so that was the Army of Renown. So then finally, the House Raven, um, uh, like uh, mm. sub-faction, yeah. basically. Or yes, the supplement. Yes. Supplemente. So, uh, Warlord traits. So, um, uh, you've got Lord of the Trials. Each time an attack made by a Warlord is an unmodified hit roll of a six, automatically wounds the target. Fine. You didn't have an issue with wounding fingers most of the time, mate. I think you'll be all right. Yeah. In Violet, each time this Warlord loses a wound as a result of a mortal wound on a D6 4 plus, that wound is not lost. There's already a stratagem that does this for five ups. Now, this is slightly better, but it's also something you have to take all the time because you have to put it on your army list. Yeah, so yep. you don't like it. Don't uh, like and then plus by Metallica, add two to the wound, the Warlord's wounds characteristic. This is oh, objectively right. better. Uh, <laughs> objectively yeah, better than number two. Yeah, this is this Warlord can be repaired by Metallica Tech Priest units as if it were a Metallica vehicle model. I mean, you can sack this off, but the number of wounds... Like, you're not going to be losing right. more than two wounds when you take a four plus... Uh, you're not going to be saving two more wounds by taking a four plus uh, mortal wound deny over a five plus mortal wound deny. No. So, so you might as well just take the two wins and then use the strap because you're nice. Also, the fact if you, if you are souping it with Metallica, the fact that you're going to be able to heal some as well is yeah, so, yeah, hundred percent is nice. Yeah, like knights don't spend like that much CP now because you're not Taranis because Taranis got kicked in the balls by Nightford. So it does mean I could soup. It means I could soup in Metallica, right? Like a small Ooh. detachment, like a patrol, yeah. intentionally just to babysit a big old knight and just heal yeah. him up. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty. If you wanted to. That's pretty right. baller. Yeah, it's all right. It's not too bad. Uh, I think you could already... Uh, oh, as if it were a Metallica vehicle model. Okay. So I think you could already do that, but I'm not entirely certain. Worth check anyway, though. Uh, the next one is Relentless Wrath, which is effectively a weapon, but it's uh, it replaces a rapid-fire battle cannon. Uh, we don't have to talk about it too much. It's just a flat-free damage battle cannon uh, with Assault 2d6, so you can advance and fire it for the memes. 
the next one that you've got up is Metallic and I. Uh, each time a ranged attack made by Vibera is allocated to a vehicle or a monster, you can improve the AP by one. Uh, that's okay. I don't mind that, especially if you've got a top gun, a, a Storm Spear rocket pod, for example, where you can shoot out of line of sight. I kind of like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's all right. Not too, not, not too bad. And then, uh, yeah, I know you can already fancy fire it. I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, Fury of the Keep is the next one. So that's for thermal cannon upgrade. Uh, it's, I think we've just update, updated it. So it's now D6 plus two. And it's AP minus five, a, an AP characteristic nobody ever needed. So... And no one cares about. No one, no one, no one cares at all. That's but fine. again, again, very much like strength times three. It lets someone be like, "I'm actually AP five, and they're like, yeah. "Cool, cool yeah. kids." Yeah. All right. And then finally, spirit of the colossi, which is you. Whenever this bearer is like to shoot a fight, you can reroll one hit or roll, wound roll, or damage roll for the bearer. Um, damage roll is not too big because you've got flat damage a lot of the time anyway. Uh, hit rolls and wound rolls are okay, but uh, I don't know. It's 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 whatever. It's fine. That's for relics anyway. And then we've just got the stratagems. I'll read a couple out for you. Of you want. I'll go for yeah. Hammer Blow, which is 1 CP. Use this stratagem in your shooting phase when a House Raven model from your army that remains stationary this turn is selected to shoot. Till the end of that turn, the model cannot make a charge move. However, each time that model makes a ranged attack with a weapon, it has the blast ability. Uh, that has the blast ability, you may reroll a hit roll of 1 if the target unit contains 6 or more models when this unit was selected to shoot. You can reroll the attack's hit roll instead. Uh, also, point number three on this, uh, if it's a Wednesday, uh, you are able to actually take a CP off your opponent. Uh, and then also, if it's somewhere between 3 and 5 p.m., uh, they have to buy you a cup of tea. Damn um, it. All, yeah. the, uh, all the tournaments played on my weekends, I guess this sucks now. Fuck. Damn it! Whatever. Uh, and thankfully, it sucked before that. So that's useful. That's true. It's true. It did do that. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Yeah, that was awful. Honor of the Inviolate, do you want to do that one? Yeah, sure, that's absolutely fine. So Honor Inviolate is 2 slash 3 CP. So you use a stratagem in your shooting phase when a House Raven model from your army is selected to shoot. And until the end of a phase, if that model did not advance, so now it's penalizing you for advancing shooting, Fuck. add one to the strength characteristic of ranged weapons that model is equipped with. If that model is a Castus or Dominus, this stratagem costs 3 CP, otherwise it costs 2 CP. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Acheron is uh, AP mar is strength 7 on its flamer, right? Rather than yeah. strength 8. So there you go, that makes it strength 8, which is great for toughness thresholds for wounding foot um, models with a uh, T4 value. It's very okay. expensive, though. <laughs> it's very expensive, very and also, expensive. and very importantly, you're already not taking an Acheron. How dare you, it's very cool. It's, I agree, it's very cool, are you taking one? Yeah. Why? It's narrative events. <laughs> I don't fuck. I need to play Crusade. <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, lockstep advance is 1, C3, 1 CP or 3 CP. Use this strategy when you select a House Raven unit from your army to move in your movement phase. Until the end of the turn, that unit's move characteristic is halved. But each time this model shoots with a weapon that makes a random number of attacks easy 2d6 when determining the number of attacks it makes with that weapon roll one additional dice and discard one of the dice hey, if that man, model... <laughs> sorry finish it don't you dare mention an acheron if this model <laughs> is an acheron. <laughs> I don't... shut up if this model is in a casters class or dominus class model the stratagem costs three cp instead of it so I... your... wait so i basically have to spend more cp because it's from forge world hey you take your overpriced fucking acheron 
<laughs> you put free CP on it to make it have an extra D6 discarding the lowest to fire up its fucking flavor that you have to then move half distance for. Oh and then you spend God. another free CP to get a plus one strength. You could literally pour six CP into doing fuck all with this flavor. <laughs> all, all the while, the other guy has got like 20 poxwalkers fighting United. He's shooting his that's, own poxwalkers hey, in frustration. That's when, he, that's when he vects it with the old vect or the, uh, of the um, Gene Stealer cult one and makes you spend all the CP anyway. <laughs> anyway. There are some um, good there are some good multi D6 weapons available tonight's wholesale, right? The plasma true. gun, the inferno gun, and all those other things. Uh Datcom pointing out yeah. combined with cold eradication, Castellan, roll two extra uh, and D6 uh, and discard the two lowest. So you can get any a nice. Well you can, you can, but you can end up with like a very effective like Oh big boy. cool. So the Acheron is Rastus class, so it isn't quite as expensive as that. So it's it's just a House Raven model, and it's not an Acastus or a Dominus, which means you spend one CP for Lockstep Advance, and you spend two CP for Honor and Violet. So yeah. it's half the price. It's still overpriced. Hey, Dakon pointing out that we it's only going to cost a six P, CP in a Warlord trade, but I'm in! Um, <laughs> it's only three CP. It's even better value now, mate. Fucking beautiful. Um, next one is Crimson Wall, which has a very cool name. Uh, you use a stratagem of a fight phase for 2CP when a melee attack is allocated to a House Raven character model from your army, uh, and the saving throw is automatically a 6. So you auto-pass 1, say, for 2CP. Okay. That's... <laughs> I mean, just I mean, auto-pass as opposed to... It has yeah, to be it's the same as the death guard thing, right? I, I guess you just slow roll, and then if you've got one more dice to roll and you've got one wound, then you just pop this and say, hey, 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 people, and just, just whack them. It'd be great. Weird. So, yeah, Weird. whatever. Do you want to do the next one, or should I do it? Sure. Shadows Reach, 2 CP. Use this stratagem at the start of your opponent's movement phase. Select one House Raven model from your army, excluding the uh, Anarmager class model, until the end of the phase... Uh, start your opponent's movement phase. End of the phase, enemy models that are considered to be within engagement range of that model while they're within three inches horizontally and five inches vertically instead of one inch horizontally and three inches vertically. Until the end of the phase, enemy models are considered to be within engagement range of that model. They're within three inches. Okay, so three inches instead of one inch. So you distract them at the start of your opponent's movement phase. So basically you can make it so that like you create an area of, uh, an area of effect around your model for two CP. Is that right? So the engagement range, instead of being an inch, counts as three inches. And basically, my opponent in their movement phase, they can't get yeah. within engagement range unless they charge. So I can effectively kind of like block kind of where they go. Also means they're yeah. outside of three. Effectively, the just in increase the area with which you fight by two inches because you're already fighting five inches vertically and one inch. Yeah, exactly. So it's just two inches wider for fighting, right? Yes. So... I, I, I don't even know how this would work, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. The next one is Colossi Eternal, which is free CP, so this is better to be good. Use this strategy at the start of your opponent's shooting phase. Oh my. Select one House Raven model from your army, excluding an Armager class model. Then select two other House Raven models that are within three inches of that model, so those can be Armagers. Right, until the end of the phase, while those two other models are within three inches of the first you selected, all three of those models gain a four plus vulnerable set against those attacks. You can only use this strategy once. So basically, it's triple rotate ion shields. Uh, Tom, le lean back a little bit. because you, you. Oh, sorry. It's My okay. Bad. No, it's okay. Just okay. when you're in there, it sounds like a, a fishbowl. 
sorry, okay. carry on again. So basically, it's a it's a triple um, rotate iron shield. So the issue with rotate iron shields originally was that you do it on one guy, and then your opponent would just like attack all the other the other two the other oh. units you have, right? Whereas if I'm running my three um, uh, crusaders at you, like I like I like to do, um, I can run them, pop this for three CP, and then I get rotate iron shields on everybody, and now you've got no valid targets. Uh, just yeah, just going back to uh, the last stratagem uh, being pointed out by Datcom and Pete in the chat. Is let's say, let's say Tom, that you were within two inches, two and a half inches of my knight with your model. Let's say, hmm. yeah. Um, so I activate that stratagem that makes it so that my engagement range is now three inches. You're now technically locked in yeah, combat. That's, so the, that's you, the only way you do it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're so you move away and then you're now counting as retreating, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, like, but you, like, it's trap also people one of those. In. Where you, often you see people take, I oh know because it's House Raven. So often you see people take the heroic intervention stratagem, uh, or not stratagem, the uh, sub faction bonus for knights from Psychic Awakening. So if you're within three inches, you just heroically intervene anyway. Although this keeps you a little bit safer. And also, it, I don't know, it, it's okay, I guess, but it, it's a little bit niche and a little bit weird for me. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I think it's, I think, I, I mean, it's not something you would take for, I mean, there's nothing here I would take for any reason. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's a cool stratagem. It'd be interesting to see that put in another codex somewhere. Potentially, because uh, you could catch someone stuff. out. You could catch someone out quite nicely with that, right? Or you could even yeah. move in your movement phase to intentionally set that up. You'd also it. It would mainly mean that your opponent just has to respect you, right? But or, or when you're in a game of fanning out already, it's it's just one of those useful things. And it also means that because you use it just in your opponent at the start of your opponent's movement phase, right? So now your opponent either has to fall out. Uh, which means that they can't advance, so it limits your opponent's movement, or they have to just tank it up. Yeah, okay. All right, next one. Horrors at bay. Use this stratagem in the fight phase when an enemy unit with engagement range of a House Raven model from your army is selected to fight. Until the end mm -hmm. of that phase, only the models in that unit that are within engagement range of your House Raven model can make close combat attacks against it. Um, E.g. models in that unit that are not in engagement range with this model that are within half an inch of a model within half an inch will be unable. Okay, so you can't fight from two ranks, basically. Oh, right, okay, fine. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's like the Dark Angel thing. Yeah, okay. So okay. you stretch them in the fight phase. When the enemy unit within engagement range of a house model from your army is selected to fight, to the end of the phase, only models that in that unit that are within engagement range. Yeah. For one so, CP, that's solid. That's, that's interesting. At least it would yeah. be quite good against Terminators because they wouldn't get as many attacks in straight off. Yeah, it feels like they're changing the identity of House Raven a lot because this is a bolt on. It's not a um, it's not a replacement for House Raven, right? No, it's but a, a lot it's of this doesn't fit. The yeah, a lot of this doesn't fit with what I normally assume of House Raven, which is take you take one knight, you give it all the buffs, you shoot stuff. Whereas a lot of this is kind of like more brawler-y, which fits with knight, but I don't know if it fits for House Raven. I don't know. I'd have expected this for like Terran or something, but. I don't know. The last one, anyway, is called Rolling Thunder, 1CP. Uh, use this stratagem in your charge phase after a House Raven model from your army, excluding an Armager, uh, ends a charge move until the end of the turn. One enemy model within is within three inches of this model. Uh, each time that enemy model makes an attack, subtract what, what? one from the hit roll. So it's 1CP, so minus one for one model. So basically use it on its own enemy characters. Um, no, use the strategy charge phase after a house raven model from your army is uh, yeah. 
ends charge move until the end of that turn one enemy model is, no because it's not just one model it's not no, one, each it's time, not... no it specifically says each time that enemy model makes an attack oh okay so one cp one enemy model for, okay. for one model yeah boo so boo yeah and a lot of the time they'll have thunder hammers so it's just like well, we've already got a minus one so all right what? okay so <laughs> so that's uh, that's so this is the additional stuff i guess datcom makes the point that this is just free extra rules if you're already yeah. running House Raven. Okay, yes. so we haven't run the, read the Drakari one because as discussed, we're going to read the Drakari book and then talk about this in context with the Drakari book. So that means that I think, like, and that's the end of it. So yeah. I guess the real question is, Tom, how do you feel having gone through these about them? I think my favorite one's the Admech because I think it, it adds you a lot more options that we'll actually see play. Um, I feel like the House Raven one's very much more here are some more tools rather than here's a different way to play this army. And the Death Guard one, I feel weird about it straight after having read it straight after the book dropped. I think there's a couple of tools in there that you're just adding on again, but everything else is kind of like you're not really using that at all, to be honest. Okay. All right. Okay. Twitch chat, I'd love to know what your thoughts are as well. If I'm just go I'm just going off feelings here, like so it doesn't really feel very worth it. Like, considering I started the show being like, listen, more extra stuff is cool because you're able to make my arm, I'll be able to, like, specialize. But the Metallica stuff doesn't feel very specialized. The Harbinger Terminus S stuff doesn't feel like it specializes, like, it doesn't make the Poxwalker stuff better or more specialized. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it does give you some yeah. options, but none of those options seem particularly good. I think, like, I'm not saying that, that it even has to be strong, but ultimately I feel like it's like a lot of bump and not a lot for it, if that makes sense. Like, they've done the work. I think that's what's really fascinating, is they've done the work, right? They've put the work in, they've put some stuff in there, they've, like, thought about the book, and they've actually, they've, they've given us options, but all those options are a bit meh, like, yeah. ultimately. And yeah. I think that that's really interesting, because I thought that they'd either be really strong um, or they'd be like super rubbish and I don't think they're super rubbish but I don't yeah. think they also what they definitely don't do in my opinion is they don't make me hyper specialize or change how I play armies in any particular way and I'm, I'm actually a little bit disappointed because I, I wasn't what I was expecting I was kind of like quite yeah. excited about this um, yeah but... I mean I'm more I'm more pleased with it than I thought I would be going in so I've kind of gone the opposite direction but that might just be because of a hyper pessimistic <laughs> standard I came in on right so yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. quite pleased with the Adback one. I think that's cool. The other two, I think, oh, it's some options. It's whatever. But uh, again, it's just a bloat thing. So I didn't whatever. want them to be OP. Sorry, let me be really, really clear mm -hmm. about what I wanted. What I wanted was um, different. I, I said this at the top of the show. I wanted different ways to play miniatures in my collection, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I guess, the, like you said, the Mechanicum one feels like that's the most viable way of doing that. Like, yeah. It's given me a lot more options. And I guess if you're really in love with the idea of free blades, kind of gives you like a free blade vibe as well, which is Although cool. I feel like you can already do that with the psychic awakening stuff that allows you to build your own custom attachment. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um yeah, yeah. The and then the Death Guard stuff feels maybe too prohibitive and too restrictive for it to be a thing. Um uh and maybe you don't get yeah, enough. I, I don't think you get Spot enough. On. Um, so I actually think it's a downgrade like if you were to just go like you've got harbingers and then you've got worse harbingers which is weird from your 
upgrade, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't know if one hundred percent I knew what I wanted out of this, but I don't think this is one hundred percent what I wanted. I wanted. Let me try and be clear so you people know. I wanted something that made like more variety, some fun little like janky strats, something that's quite mm-hmm. unique. And I don't think this necessarily delivered it in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah, I'll see what the Twitch chat's saying. Um, uh, I missed the Death Guard chat, but I can't wait to use it. Zombie spawn and some Terminator sound fun, but six extra spells. Dotcom. That's a good point. That's a good point. It gives you some options, like me and Tom talked about. Uh, the free raise is a lot more, a lot micromanagement of quality's burdens when you already have plenty to consider. Says Herman Lister. Fair point. Mm-hmm. For Greenman, yep. my only concern with them is that when they do add in extra free rules, they may just make those options the best choice by default, thus making a lot of options in the book redundant. I think that's also fair as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and big shout out to Collaroo, who has done his Dreadclaw two to go. You got this. Tom, did you, 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 you give me your thoughts, really? Your overall? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm less, I was a bit worried coming into this. I'm less worried now um, because I don't feel like it's just a bunch of like daft shit or stuff that's really convoluted, but I have to remember, but also that's also going to be popping up a lot. Um, so I'm feeling kind of pleased with it personally, although I am a bit disappointed for the Death Guard players and for the House of Raven players. I'll tell, uh, tell you what it's a nightmare lesser. for. Yeah. Like, it's a nightmare to code into Battlescribe. Like, it's a nightmare. <laughs> like, you know, like, Mate. for you to for you to put in, right, now I'm playing Terminus S, then the Battlescribe to be like, right, as soon as he puts as soon as he puts a fucking vehicle in, this is getting that fucking exclamation mark of red. That's what it's getting. Yeah, I and just then, discovered <laughs> what a bone worm was. <laughs> and I wouldn't even try and code in the free blade one. I'd be like, yeah, do you know what? I'm not yeah. bothering. Like, you can go to a tournament with an illegal list. That's your problem. Um, There is no way the 40k app is ever going to have the design language for me to input my free blade army into it and it tell me that my list is wrong. No way. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, uh, Zero chance. Cool. Zero chance. Yeah, not going to happen. Got it sorted. Uh, Anything else, bud? That's it, sir. So, end of the show. Uh, have you got any shout-outs you'd like to I make I do. Today? Right. One second. Let me just... Right. So, I'd like to do a shout-out to Lutin. And the reason why is because I want to do a community spotlight on him, okay? Not Lutin because I'm a... Yeah, not because I'm a narcissistic grifter who wants to do a spotlight on him on my own channel so that I can get his audience to come and watch my shit. But nice. because I think my 80-man audience hasn't heard about him. And I'd really like to shine a spotlight on him so my 80 people can really understand <laughs> who this massive YouTuber is. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I, I agree. I, yeah. Luton09, uh, you <laughs> might, guys might not have heard of him. He's a smaller YouTuber yeah, yeah, who yeah. is very involved in the lore. Yeah. yeah, Hermanista, thank you for resubscribing. And as someone who... Uh, we're obviously a narrative channel. We would like... you know, We try and bring up all of our narrative brothers and sisters... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, big shout to Lutin. <laughs> I think that good was more call. Of a shout out to people who were doing community spotlights, but had like 500 subscribers, <laughs> and then saying, "I want to shine a spotlight on this mega huge prick." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah, man. I'm sure your audience have never heard of this guy. It's definitely not that you're trying to get him on to try and get some of his viewers onto your shit, is it? You lying cunt." <laughs> I don't know who you're. I can't wait for you to tell me after the show who you're. I have no idea. On. I just scrolled from a YouTube and I saw it. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, you narcissistic <laughs> prick? Who you think you're fooling, you mad cunt? No, I'm in that. I, uh, 
Okay. Oh, wow. I did not know Tom was going anywhere with that. So that's fun. Uh, a bit of si- a side ghost for whoever he was after. Scott B, thank I'm you for resubscribing, <laughs> you talented motherfucker. Oh, and Cuss, one, two, three, four, five. Thank you also yeah, for everyone subscribing. Everyone loves it, mate. Everyone loves it. No, yeah. no, everyone started subscribing at this part of the, part the, of the money, show. <laughs> Get him. Uh, thank you. You're all great. Uh, one year. That's right, Scott B, you big talent. Um, okay, all right. I'm just going to shout out. Now I feel unprepared. I wish you'd have prepared yeah, me at the beginning of the show. Massive content creator, me. Um, Tom, I, you know I don't listen to other content creators. Why? <laughs> I just don't listen to you. Ignorantly just... don't listen. Um, okay, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to shout anyone. And you, Tom. I'll See, now that's not, that's normally my role. Just to not. I'm shout shouting out, out Nick. Miss him. There you go. Yeah, there you shout go. out Nick. Imagine uh, so if neither of us had shouted someone out, mate. That would have been awful. That would have been because that would have been my precedent. We could have gone into that fully that expecting no one to shout out. That would have been awful. Or I'm yeah. shout out Lance and Chris because he's always sending me pictures and I love it. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, hey, Rambo Squirrel, <laughs> what's going on? Tom I'm just browsing for lewd models. For any lewd models and centaur ladies. And then he corrects and says who it should be for. That's nothing to do with me, <laughs> mate. Okay, now. Uh, right. All right. I'm going. We're going. We're going. It's been a pleasure, and obviously there's the Jukari one, which the we know is stonks. Like... <laughs> I know. Oh, I, I, you don't give a fuck about the high trains. Like, as long as everyone's happy, like, this is yeah. what the show's about. We'll do a raid. That's what we'll do, because that'll make yeah, people smile. Well. Let's have um, a look and see what we uh, I'm live again tomorrow. Me and Owen are going to be discussing the list for a TTS tournament that's happening this weekend. Uh, so do tune in for that. That's going to be fun. And then uh, I've got a fun couple of days lined up, uh, to be honest. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Uh, terrain show on uh, the uh, 40k terrain. I will put some pictures up in the Discord. That's one of the things I will do. Um, and let's do a raid. Tom, I'm going to let you choose. Uh, there are friends of the show, Glasshammer, who we could raid. Could, yeah. but yeah, they are already uh, doing fine by themselves. I'll be all right. They are already doing fine by themselves. I'll also lovely... call it a night fight, which has rubbed me up the wrong way because that's our terminology. Yeah, so they can. Yeah, they can. Yeah. They can, they can nah, nah, off. nah. Also, Manny's uh, mate decided to use scramblers last week, and I still haven't forgiven him. <laughs> this is this is now the uh, Rob and Tom uh, rip on everyone else streaming show. So, congratulations and welcome. Uh, there's the lovely Mohawk Miniatures and Jay, who is painting up a Mechanicum Riser guy. Uh, big vote for me, but he's also doing really well, um, and he's got lots of people viewing. So, uh, Thursday Hobby Hangout with the Hobby Time at Healy's seemed like I'm a cute little bunch. That. There's 15 people watching. Rich, Owen, Lewis, and John paint up some minis. They all look the same as well. Huh? I they don't all look the same. Wait, actually. they all do look the same. We haven't raided these guys before, have they? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go ahead. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go, these guys. All right. They've also got traditional see... art in their description, which I'm a big fan of. Okay. All right, let's do that. This this could be fun. Let's go raid these uh, gentlemen uh, and say yep. uh, hello. Oh, oh, oh. There's, there's someone streaming a game of 40K. And they've only got two viewers, and it's super cute. And I kind of want to do that. Cause no, they won't see it. Fuck it. We'll get to the yeah, other Yeah, they'll be too busy playing 40k. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do these guys. Right, we'll do these guys. Uh, thanks, we'll everyone. Put a lot of into that logo, can, so I can appreciate that. Yeah, can I thank everyone for uh, tuning in? You're all brilliant, obviously. Uh, love you tons. Uh, so thanks for doing that. Join us for the raid. Make sure you say some nice things to them. Make them happy. And thanks for tuning in. Tom's great. You're great. Talk to you soon. You're Have great. a nice day.